Saturday, the day in June. It's, you can't uh, even look at the date because it's not very easy to see. Yeah, IMAX don't tell you the date, obviously, on those title bar. It just says Saturday, and it's 6.30. <laughs> Click on it. It's very helpful. It's Saturday, the 16th of June, 2012. <laughs> I'm uh, joined today by people who are probably better with dates than I am, Mr. Zachary Burgess. Why would I be better than dates? I have no reason to know what day it is. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying in general, you might be better at manhandling dates. Manhandling, <laughs> not a physical object. But you can manhandle a theory. Oh, you, I can't grasp dates very well. That, that... that makes more sense. <laughs> manhandling dates—it's <laughs> a synonym. Um, now we're also joined today by the uh, by the wonderful Kiffers. Hello, wonderful. Oh. Yeah, wonderful. That made a great l- sound wave. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> that made it got a bit more spiky that time. Yes. So we're here, um, Danless. Because um, he's at some family occasion in Wales, apparently. Wales? And, uh, Wales? I didn't know you even had family in Wales. Well, maybe we'll get to hear about this mystery family. <laughs> Although, to be honest, last time we thought he was in Scotland, he was in like Cornwall or something. So <laughs> we don't really know anything. <laughs> no, we get it quite a bit wrong. Regularly. Uh, yeah, so he's not here. And I'm in Bristol, technically, next weekend. And given that we didn't talk about any of our usual stuff during E3 week last week... It's built up. It's built up. You've got a backlog of stuff to talk about. So we're getting it all out cause before Dan turns around and says, Oh, I've not been playing anything. Apart from the stuff that we can't really talk about because we'd be talking to each other about it. <laughs> we might attempt it, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. So, uh... Let's do the news, unless anyone's got something comedy they want to talk about their week. There, has there been any news after E3? Not really. Is <laughs> the post E3 no news? I mean, there's been a lot of speculation about the Wii U's price point. Yeah, but they're like not going to tell on. us that until, like, September or something. Like, well, Amazon cancelled a load of Wii U pre-orders that turned up for a day. Like, they were supposedly trying to sell them at, like, $199. And, uh, and then promptly removed that listing, saying it was an error. <laughs> right. So, maybe Wii U will be $200. I doubt it. No, because the other reports coming out are like that it'll be $260 or something. I'm sure there was a UK website that did it as well and put off like £220 or something. £220. Well, that's, that's probably a reasonable price. You know, that's not too bad for a new console, I suppose. Depends what it comes with. Yeah. If it doesn't Can't come obviously with... Obviously the screen. Well, yeah. It comes with a controller. If it doesn't come with a controller, that would be a bit harsh. Yeah. But do you get like... We wrote as well. That's a good question. Bring it up to at least two players. <laughs> Kippers has messages. <laughs> that made a great noise. I wonder if the microphone picked that up. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know what, the, what what do you think would be a competitive competitive point for the Wii to come in at? Cause Fifty I'm, pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's competitive. Everyone would buy it because it's cheap, but cheap doesn't necessarily mean profit. I'm not sure what they should come in at, really, because it's like it's a difficult marketplace they're coming into. Because yeah, they have their controller means they have a bit of a something extra over Microsoft and Sony, but you know we it makes it customer. <laughs> the console's probably not going to be any more powerful than those two. No. Although they, they've been there's been a lot of chat recently about you know Nintendo supposedly like 
uh, like game develop like the, the the console will have a bit more power to play with, so we may see like sixty frames per second ports of games that would run at thirty on the other two machines. But yeah, uh, I I highly doubt that being true. The system's probably a little bit more powerful, so it can render two or three screens at the same time. Well, apparently, if you uh, now that they made the concession to have two of those screen controllers on, they what actually happens is when you turn on the second one, the frame rate on them halves. Because it's having to stream it to both of them at the same time. Oh, I see. So this is the same <laughs> streaming thing. Same bandwidth or whatever. Yeah. Oh, interesting. They're going to have to be a bit careful with that. So well, maybe it just means it, that it streams at 30 rather than at 60. I don't think it does. I think it means it streams at less than that. 15. Yeah, maybe not that bad. <laughs> it's probably slightly better than that. Yeah. I'd imagine they haven't planned too much to do the second controller thing because like, it sounds given that they haven't shown us anything about it that it was probably a bit of an afterthought and they've just come up with a software solution. and the fact that it barely that it does just half it that's clear that yeah. it's like a last minute thing it's a bodged software solution that's <laughs> what it is um, yeah I'm trying to think what other news has been you know people have been uh, there was that thing I've been post I posted on the Sourcast Twitter feed a retweet of a Games Radar post that was essentially an opinion about um the news blowing up uh, a certain Tomb Raider developer's comments about the rape scene. That everyone is going on that that's not a rape scene. <laughs> it isn't a rape scene. And we've already Why would the developer have even have said that? Well, someone tries to, Trouble tries to rape her. It's like not really. Starts, it probably would have led to that, but, you know, she kicks him in the nuts. Stops that. Yeah. Keep an eye on that screensaver. <laughs> oh, it's not going to fuck it up as bad for the Mac, does it look like. No. Okay. So, yeah, anyway. um, uh, so there's the ridiculousness of the of the news going, oh my god, raping games! And it's like, you don't even do the rape. And it's like... <laughs> what if you did the rape, it would that, be that would, worse. That would be pretty controversial. <laughs> but it's... Uh, uh, it's weird, I don't know. I, I, it winds me up, because it's like, haven't we got to the stage where games are... Uh, should be considered mature enough for it to sort of tackle, like, difficult subjects? Maybe. Well, they don't really, it's, it's not know, really like film gets away with it. Film can do whatever the fuck they want. A clockwork orange exists. Yeah, but I think, like I, Orgasmatron exists. And I, it's, I think if you're imagining a film where there's like some kind of rape scene or whatever, that's a lot more linked into the story than because in Tomb Raider it's just sort of a, a sort of an element of the overall background of like bad things are happening. <laughs> it's not really linked so intrinsically into like. Or well, not that we know yet. Or it's like might be linked more intrinsically into like her character building emotion or whatever. Yeah, if at the end it's like the rape made me stronger or whatever. <laughs> Power up. <laughs> um, but it's but don't you think like in film or something they don't often need too much of a reason for it, do they? It's like you've been if you, if someone got captured uh, and it was a lady got got captured, you know, there'd probably be some bastard that would try and sort of like you know. Teased them a little bit in nasty ways, possibly with cock. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. <laughs> I was trying not to use, use the word rape, <laughs> but you made it much worse instead. Um, you know, do you know what I mean? It's like there don't really has to be much reason for it. It's not, it's not like the character knows it's going to happen, or that, or that, or that we often see in film the premeditation of some guy going, you know what, I'm going I'm to do this. I think most of the time it's not just a throwaway thing, though. And so far in Tomb Raider, because there's no context, it seems like a throwaway thing. 
Well, yeah, I suppose most of the action in Tomb Raider is kind of throwaway, if you know what I mean. It's like one thing onto the next, onto the next. There's no real overarching... Well, not, not that we know of, because no, they've only shown these like bits and pieces that are meant to be shown. It probably isn't. Well, yeah, as far as we know, it doesn't appear to have much of a story. It's just like, I'm in the shit, let's get out of the shit. Yeah, but there presumably will be some kind of story. Because there has to be an ending to it. It's not just like, you're not going to end the game where it's just like, well, I found a boat and got away. <laughs> That'd be extremely boring. Maybe it'll turn into a revenge story. And yeah, I'm sure there'll be some kind of ridiculous... Bandit leader. Yeah. Some kind of, or like, aliens. Go a bit far cry. <laughs> yeah, because that would fit into the Tomb Raider world. Probably. Well, there's, always, there's already dinosaurs. Yeah, exactly. Dinosaurs. Uh, yeah. Any other news? Any other crazy news? Did you read that Crytek basically said they're not going to be making Times Splitters 4 anytime soon? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I cried a little. They said it wasn't like the the fans might not even buy it. And then I mean, the fans would not buy it. I'd buy, I'd exactly. buy a million copies exactly. myself. They were saying like, how fans might not buy it and there's no interest um, for them to make one, basically. Because they were saying like... Fuck you. How the market doesn't want it. That's what they said, basically. Free radical. Make a petition. Yeah, apparently they were making a fourth one or something. Yeah, but then they stopped it because they didn't think it would sell, basically. Well, it's been, in fairness, Time Splitters 3 wasn't a massive commercial success. It wasn't as big a success as 2 was. 2 was, like, big. 3, not so big. Um, Which is a real shame. Um, There's there's no real reason for it. 3 was just as good. Well, well, it probably wasn't quite as good as 2, really, in terms of its content and its its flow. But it was still a good game. Um, I I don't know. I I think there could be a market for a throwback, um, you know, a sort of slightly thrown back, shall we say, shooter. You know, if they they go too far, then it will turn into Serious Sam. But, uh, uh, you know, there's there's always room for another non-serious shooter. Everything's also Mm. so... Gritty and evil and hard boiled and um, stuff like that. That it's just you know I like hearted monkey shooter. <laughs> They've also said it wouldn't work as a downloadable title, so that's out of the question as well. Just re-release the old ones as well, HD. <laughs> yeah, I guess maybe it would work as a downloadable title on the next gen, but not now. I guess you'd probably have to do a full blown for this gen. But come on, come on, how hard is it? Because you don't need to focus that much on graphics. It doesn't, Time Splitters doesn't need cutting edge graphics. It needs the cartoony look. And it's it's like, I don't know. It can't be as hard to make as Crisis. (laughs) Maybe. Would be my thought. Bah, just do it. Fuck you guys. I want to see more Time Splitters. It was always awesome. Um,. There was that, speaking about the hard-boiled nature of it, I did, again, a, um, this was a retweet on the Salacast feed um, about, uh, again, I think it was Games Radar again, where some guy actually made a very astute observation about people's reactions to the violence in E3. And it's like, every game to me kind of, and I agree with it, the guy mentioned this as well, is like all the games seem to be sort of converging, like heading to, tending towards a common denominator like you know black ops um and splinter cell we got confused because they looked incredibly similar at the start of the thing and the gameplay is kind of all going the same way everyone wants to be marcus fucking phoenix when it comes to games they want to need a cover mechanic they all need to shoot dudes and there needs to be gratuitous close-up melee cutscenes, you know little cutouts where people die in some stupid manner and it's like all the games 
are turning into one game. <laughs> it's like when and and people seem still quite happy with that, like whooping and cheering at the conferences. But well, the they, ones... they were whooping and cheering at every fucking thing at these conferences, even things that look like index Laura, woo It's <laughs> 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 like what are you doing? Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's, there's the bit where the worst example I think was again, this comes straight from the article, but I agree. There was the bit of the the Last of Us demo, which where the guy gets pretty brutally shotgunned in the face. Yeah, but they cut it's... away at that moment, so it's sort of also a cheer of the like the end of that trailer. Well, maybe, maybe, but it was kind of like it was fairly instant whooping. I thought it was like <laughs> like whoa, and it's like no, this is supposed to be like the, the tone of the game is supposed to be that you know the the, the, the br- uh, the sort of brutality isn't supposed to be a good thing, if you know what I mean. It's not like done for shock and awe. It's done for this is how it's you know this is this is it. This is how it would be. The sort of uh, the realism approach as opposed to the over the top blood everywhere approach. It's, so I don't think that's what The Last of Us is going for, if but, you know what I mean. I don't think that's the reaction it's going for when it thinks that it's like it's, it's supposed to. Sort of make you get in touch with your humanity. I thought. Well, it's what they had to show, though. They have to show action. Yeah, I suppose you have to show. You have to show the most ridiculous parts of the games at E3. It's like I don't care. I just want to see bits of the game that give us a, <laughs> give us a feel for what it actually is. Can no. I just say I really don't care about that game? No. <laughs> everyone <laughs> seems to care about it so much, yeah. and I'm like, what? But everyone's saying like, oh, it looks well, so good. It's it looks, dog. It looks amazing. It's, it's like it looks like Uncharted. With yeah, it <laughs> does. Death. It does. It does a little bit. <laughs> I don't think it's more death. Well, different. More death. graphic death. Well, the thing people are saying is that it's a bit more of a it's it's a direct. Uh, come back at what people throw at the the stupidity of the Uncharted games because it's it, it's always it's always a bit weird, isn't it? Nathan Drake, he's like uh, he's just a, a treasure hunter at the end of the day, but he has absolutely no problem with murdering hundreds and hundreds of dudes to get to some place, only to stop the entire thing from happening. Yeah, three times, at least three times, probably four times now with the Vita version, and it's a uh, yeah. So and it doesn't make a lot of sense, you know. He's like really desperately trying not to. Get his get the people he knows killed and you know stuff like that. Then he just shoots dudes in the face. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a bit strange. Um, whereas this is supposed to sort of come back down to earth a bit and make combat against just one or two guys feel threatening. You know, so you're not some ridiculous powerhouse. You're just a guy who seems to be awfully good at fighting. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. and, and, crafting, and crafting molotovs, but. <laughs> not difficult to make a wild talk, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It could, it could be okay, but I kind of see your point that it's, it's probably not going to be groundbreaking. They have talked about some nice things that they're doing, though, and I think I mentioned this on the E3 cast. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I love that thing they're doing with the sound. Whoa. Like, how sounds don't just seem to come through walls. They make it come through, like, a doorway where you naturally hear the sound come from and things like that. It's, uh, they are looking into the detail of the world in so, in a level probably that they haven't been able to before. It was like as well that I found stupid was it supposed to be this new realistic gritty game or whatever and you still have a health bar. Well how else are you going to represent health? Yeah. Yeah but why have a health bar? Why not just show it visually? Like they they've started doing that in other games, haven't they, where they don't necessarily Mm, I, but I'm, I'm, I'm often in two minds about the reading of the screen. No, it doesn't have to be like that, though, does it? Though you could show it in the character, like he's injured or something like that. Maybe. That's not 
Well, it's not obvious and, enough, I and, and again, a lot of people yeah, saying I that prefer the, that if it was going to be realistic. And again, there are rumours <laughs> that the hub is probably not final because it seemed to borrow assets from Uncharted in places. Like, the font looks like it's directly lifted from Uncharted, for instance. So the HUD's probably not final. Mm. But there's definitely going to be health bars. They wouldn't put it in there otherwise. Potentially. Potentially. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, I, I think that's a difficult problem to get around. You're, you're right, it'd be kind of neat to sort of show damage. But then the problem with that is, is then it's a very... It's kind of a qualitative damage scale rather than a... Uh, you've got like 2%, you, you're going to die in an instant kind of indication. Yeah, it's kind of... A, that would be a, diff, it would be a harder thing to You don't judge. want to know that. No. In theory. No, perhaps. Perhaps. Even re- if it was realistic, you'd get shot and you'd die anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if they want to go that route, go full out. Make it realistic. They mm-hmm. probably have them. They'd probably be the... Uh, a like, mode. Yeah, the, the hardcore mode, I guess. But yeah, I don't know. I think it's a difficult thing to do in games because I, I, I see your point, but I can't help but think that it would just lead to more frustration. Yeah, probably, but it looks crap anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, fuck that game up as much yeah. as possible. <laughs> as far as you care. <laughs> uh, yeah, what other news has there been? There hasn't been. Really? Nothing at all? <laughs> Post E3, nothing happens. Humble Indie Bundle 5 oh, has beaten um, oh, yeah, yeah. new records. But that would, because it had all the good games in it. It had quite a lot of good stuff in it. Unfortunately, stuff that I already yeah, had. Yeah, exactly. So was... The classic problem. Yeah. I read something about Iwata talking about the Wii U's power. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it basically seems like it's not going to be any more powerful than this gen, virtually. No, not really. The idea is it's not really supposed to be. They're just competing. Which is fine, but they're saying like the reason they've made it as good as like current consoles, so third parties put their stuff on it it's not going to last yeah exactly it? <laughs> it's going to be like a year or two at most then they're going to have all their new kit yeah I know what you mean it's going to be what a year and a half until the new console cycle probably happens maybe so it'll be a year and a half of goodwill and, and then, then they'll and then just be the same as the Wii again. again yeah yeah I don't know it's a weird strategy Nintendo have got themselves into I think the idea is that if they release now and have this year head start over the other consoles that it may help and if it is slightly more powerful then for that year we may see superior versions of games appearing on Wii U as opposed to um, Xbox and PlayStation potentially but I suppose the other thing that happened this week was um, Microsoft released um, their well kind of their first pass I think on how to do the smart glass stuff that they've been talking about. So the Xbox Live app on iPhone has been updated, so you can sort of use basic controller uh, right. functionality for the menu. It's not the full-on smart glass stuff, not by any stretch, um, but you can at least... you can, It presents a few buttons so you can navigate the menus from your phone for some reason, <laughs> and you can access a, a quick play menu, so you can, say, jump to Fez, say, and it will launch Fez. Right. Um from there so I guess it's a first pass just to to see the one thing I did notice though really really laggy (laughs) like really laggy like like half a second at times between you pushing a button and it reacting so it's a I don't know I sincerely hope whatever the shit they're doing for smart glass doesn't work that crappily hmm if you're just showing a map or something it won't have to act fast no not necessarily (laughs) but if they're sort of like if they are gonna do um Try and compete with Wii U's tech. Well, for all we know, then maybe there maybe there's a bit of lag in Wii U as well, but I doubt it. It's a, it sounds because it's built into the controller. They probably use the same uh, Bluetooth 
communications that they do for the Wiimotes. Yeah, presumably. So it's probably not that bad. But Wi-Fi doesn't have to be slow, though. So yeah. I think the smart glass thing is more going to be for next gen. Possibly. That's I mean, I do see its benefits. We talked about this last week, but the, the benefits could be massive. Like the ability for people to like um, you know, share a YouTube video properly on your TV rather than having to use that shitty shit YouTube interface. <laughs> like, like where, where <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like the, 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 those new apps where the, for some reason when you're, even if you're using a controller, you don't get the full keyboard. You get that stupid left, right only uh, A to Z thing, which is just so unbelievably slow. Yeah. It's like trying to type your name in on a pinball machine. It's like that's always awkward. Ah. Oh. Fuck that shit. That was another awesome waveform. Yeah. So I don't know. Spark Glass will be interesting. They have. Microsoft have put their. played their card though by saying that every first party game that Microsoft are involved in will support Smart Glass. As soon as Smart Glass is launched, every game that comes out past that point that Microsoft publishes or is directly involved with will have it. Whatever so, that means. Well, you can push A on the menu. <laughs> I guess, yeah. To what extent is, is the question there, but at least Microsoft are at least, you know, they're, not, they're, they're promising to make content for this thing. Like, they're going to make it. Like yeah. This is what the important thing is. Well, they're not true. relying on other people's goodwill to do it. Well, yeah, I suppose Microsoft are in a better position than Sony, really, in terms of the studios they work with, I guess. I think Microsoft probably have a lot more control. Yeah. Or a lot more say in what they do. But anyway, we'll see what happens with that. Neversoft making COD? Yeah, oh, yeah, I did read that as well. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds bizarre. Don't get me wrong, Neversoft are a quality company and like everyone was a bit concerned when they took over Guitar Hero, but they did a good job of it. Although well, not arguably. although although not as good a job as what Harmonics then went on to do. Um So I don't think they'll do this badly. Although it would be interesting to see if they like made everyone look like characters from Guitar Hero or Tony Hawks. <laughs> that would be like that weird Brothers and Arms game they were going to make and then that disappeared. I wonder if this is the kick in the teeth that the COD series needs, though. If you know what I mean. Bring Nothing in... is the kick in the teeth that the COD series needs. They've tried that so many different things, only not they haven't been different. Well, <laughs> That's Black... the problem. Well, Black Ops 2 might be different enough with all the future weaponry and the flying and the... No, <laughs> it's just a turret sequence. It looks, it looks... <laughs> oh, I'm assuming you have a certain amount of control in that. Yeah. It looks more interesting than... I'm more interested in this one, I think, than I have been for a COD game in a very long time. Probably more, most most excited about it since COD 4. I think I'm only interested in multiplayer. The campaign is just going to be exactly the same as all the other ones. And Well, possibly. I mean, Black Ops, the first Black Ops had one of the more interesting campaigns for a while. But even Its so, story was well told. I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens in any of the campaigns that out of the COD games I've played. There was a nuke in COD 4. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that happened. And then... Black Ops, I remember you were walking around a corridor drunk or half dead for about 10 yeah, minutes. Yeah, you kind of stumble <laughs> out of the interrogation yeah. room, don't you, and start seeing numbers. Yeah, that's about all I remember about that one. And then Modern Warfare 3, 
you kill that guy at the end. That's all I can remember about that one. <laughs> I haven't played Modern Warfare 3, so... <laughs> they're, just, they're, they're not fun anymore, the campaign-wise, but multiplayer is still pretty decent. Like, Black Ops is still my favourite multiplayer for a COD game. And I mean, well, yeah, COD has the problem of making... Well, the, the main CODs have their problem of making the stories just so unbelievably convoluted and hard to follow and... You go from one location to the other, and we're chasing this guy. And Price is launching nukes, and why is Price launching nukes? And are we stopped, supposed to be killing Price now? Oh no, no, we're in the favela. Let's let's go chase some guy in the favela. What did he tell us? Can't remember. It's, it's just, yeah, it's it's a horrible mess of scenarios. Just oh, it's Black London. Kid dies. It's just oh, today. It's a. Uh, the main COD games, yeah, I agree. Black Ops had a bit more coherence to it, but uh, yeah, you're right, not very memorable, other than they were in Vietnam and, right. they, and they liked the uh, Rolling Stones. Yeah, I only yeah. played it just to say I've done it, really. I don't really... Uh, if I did, Basically, I might not even bother with it anymore. Mm. I, the multiplayer is obviously what I would get it for and always have done. Oh, yes. I never end up playing enough of them, really. But... So, the multiplayer is so good, though. But there's no battlefield. <laughs> yeah, but it's more of an arcade. It's a different battlefield. It's an arcade. I still prefer like arcade arena kind of shooters. Yeah. I, I wonder... always have done. Like, the, like Battlefield, I absolutely got awful at. I just, <laughs> I'm just no good at those realistic. I wonder if Modern Warfare 3 is going to be like. Because I haven't played the multiplayer for that. And I wonder if it, Modern Warfare 3's multiplayer would wind me up now. And then, and, then, and then when the new game comes out, all the shitbags leave, and then, and then maybe it'll become good again. Kind of like how I feel about Black Ops. Modern Warfare 3 is nowhere near as good as Black Ops multiplayer. Like, I I can't get the hang of Modern Warfare 3 at all. Whereas Black Ops, I was fairly decent at it for a while. Yeah, I was all right. I'm all right at it now. Although I have been last couple of times we played. I've actually sort of had... Get I found, this fun. <laughs> I, found a, I found a way of where I could play Black Ops and do reasonably well. Whereas in Modern Warfare 3, I haven't found a setup or a... You haven't yeah. found that in Battlefield yet either. <laughs> no, no, I definitely haven't found it in Battlefield. Yeah, <laughs> I can't even hardly get killed well, yeah. that In fairness, Battlefield is kind of a tricky one to discover your playstyle, I think. Except if you're Zack and can somehow survive on shotguns. Because <laughs> I'm awesome at doing stupid shit, like sniping and using explosive shotgun rounds. You are, you're the specialist <laughs> in stupid shit in that game. And, and surviving. Yeah. I don't push forward nearly as much. <laughs> I'm defensive. I think I and then I get awesome kill to death ratio, so my skill goes up. Yes, you do. It's uh, infuriating. Mine's like 0.4 or something. <laughs> <laughs> my win to loss is still like well below one, because we get, every time you join a server, you're always on the losing team. Last night I played and I was on the winning team, and it's like, oh, this makes change. Get that ratio out of it. <laughs> yeah, my ratio's not good. It's like 0.6, I think, win to loss. That's the least important ratio, though, of course. Yeah. Because that's not really based on your performance at all. <laughs> my Black Ops kill death is like two or something now. <laughs> yeah. I got very good at that one. That's, that's all right. That's... I think my Battlefield one is at like 2.7 now. Still not as good as 2142. I had that over three. <laughs> <laughs> your playstyle in that was even weirder, though. Also defensive. Yeah. <laughs> Stand miles away from anything and spew bullets with the machine guns, I seem to remember. <laughs> it's not spewing, I was totally hitting people and killing them, apparently. Maybe <laughs> using that stupid machine gun that gets more accurate the more you fire. Eventually. I, yeah. I actually preferred the normal ones, though. Oh, fair enough. Because that heavy one was a bit weird. It's quite crazy. 
backwards machine gunning. Yep. Uh, yeah. I found that in Battlefield. Oh, and also the, they finally patched Battlefield, so that's why I was playing it. Oh, wow. you, so you've actually played it since the patch? <laughs> yeah. So now I haven't the... downloaded that yet, because isn't it a huge patch? Yeah, it's yeah. by two gigs, because yeah. it's setting up for the close quarters stuff, basically. That's not a patch. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bothered downloading it. But yeah, now that the stupid shotgun bug is fixed and all that, obviously, that would, you know... I, went in I there. guess we're off the news then. Yeah, well, sort of. Games we've been playing! Sort of. This is sort of still news, because there was a patch. But yeah, patch news. I went in there and, and played it for a while, and uh, you start seeing all the new weapons coming out of the premium and close, close quarter stuff, of course, from the assignments. Okay. And that's kind of worrying, because it's like, they already can't really balance the number of weapons they have, and they're going to add, like, ten more in all of these expansions. So <laughs> so you can see what the new weapons are going to be, but you can't access them yet? Is that... I think you can You can get the ones that are in the premium, but I don't think you can get the close... And actually, I think close quarters might have just come out, like, literally yesterday, because I saw oh. some servers that oh. had it. Oh, oh. really? Because I yeah. want to get that. Yeah, this is, what, this is the one I'm more, most interested in. I'm not even slightly interested. I'm going to wait for you to go in there and see what it's like. Oh, okay. I, will, I will play the hell out of it if it's good. <laughs> you will play the shit out of that Because that's thing. my kind of style, like close quarters. Oh yeah, I love that stuff. Yeah. I think that's where Battlefield shines, it's just mental. Uh, from what I've been hearing, it's a bit too close. Oh really? Like, like you spawn and you can literally see the next flag, it's just like in the next room and there's already enemies on it and they're shooting at you. Ha. <laughs> huh. yeah, maybe not so good then. If you're spawning in direct line, direct fire lines, that's not so good. Well, I mean, that's always a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> technically that's even a problem on normal battlefield maps where I can snipe people in the enemy squad if I want to okay. <laughs> just depending on where I am <laughs> it's only it's a thousand metres away <laughs> I don't know how you do that because the problem I said when I'm sniping at, the, at those sort of distances like 200, 300 metres even then at that point it's just like I can't really see where my bullet where I'm, my bullets are going in the right direction because the Tracer flare is so enormous. Well, they changed that. That's another thing that got fixed in the patch, where they put it back the way it was. Oh, it's small again. Okay, that's, that's okay. It's, it's still it's still kind of difficult to tell depth whether you're shooting too far over someone or. Well, it's hard when and it does look like at times where the bullets just go right through people, like because of that. Where I see the flare go in front, it's in front, it's in front. Oh, this is going to totally hit, and then the flare's behind them. It's like, wait, what? Well, it's like the hard ones is if they're above you at all. Because then in the, when the bullet goes over and behind them, that's when it's you can't really tell. Because if there's like a solid thing behind them or you're hitting the floor, you can see the little puff of oh, smoke. Puff, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you know where your bullet went. Yeah, it's not so, it's not so bad on that. But if they're on like the crest of a hill or whatever, it's virtually impossible to tell whether you're anywhere close. There was that one time, though, where it was, it was a fairly close-range sniping, do you remember, on the... Um... Oh god, what's that level in Karkin, in the Karkin pack that I really dislike? Is it <laughs> yeah. with the beach? Yeah, the beach. Um... Where we're in those buildings, <laughs> you were sliding at the guys and up then, on the Yeah, someone, someone had like parked a chopper up there or something and had put a spawn beacon down. So they, these snipers kept spawning on top of the tallest building on the level, and we yeah. were just looking up at them, going, "Sniping <laughs> vertically is difficult yeah. as well." We seem quite good at that. <laughs> well, you you were doing that. I was busy, like just defending. No, that was that's pretty much the only reason I think why I'm near to getting a one kill death ratio now was that match. <laughs> <laughs> That was ridiculous. I had the stupidest match that I played last night was all, like it was a rush on Metro for a change, mm. and I was like, "Holy shit, a normal, a proper, a proper yeah. round of Metro, not any of this stupid shit." Yeah, yeah. But then it was like 
I'm not sure how they've done it because I could have sworn because they one of the first patches they did was make it so that spawn beacons explode when the points move, so you don't get people swarming behind you all the time. Oh right, okay. And I think they must just have had a squad leader who was sitting behind and letting them spawn off because there was a, like a constant stream of enemies coming up behind us, and I was just sitting at the back of our team facing the opposite direction of everyone and just mowing them down. <laughs> and I got like twenty odd kills for like two devs. Were you machine gunning? Yeah, yeah, nice. Just with the standard support machine gun, and then every time our team would get the points so we'd so they'd move up further than even where I was I'd just like run and then leave a few claymores behind and then oh look I got some more kills <laughs> <laughs> there's still that there somewhere and yeah, that's quality that was pretty funny but they changed my they changed they in that in the thing that I thought was a bug where the basic machine gun on the Russian side like the sort of the extended mag AK basically oh. They removed the extended mag from that, because I thought that was a bug, oh, right. and it turned out it was. Okay. Because so <laughs> it wasn't meant to have 200 bullets. <laughs> that was funny while it lasted, though. <laughs> Damn. I think I was using that for a bit. No, I could have sworn it said that, it, like, they, one of the patch notes is, like, added extended clips to a lot of the LMGs, or, like, something like that. And I'm like, well, you oh, took it off this one. A lot, a lot of them already have it. I'm sure well, one yeah. of the ones I'm not... And I don't think it's the AK. I think one of the ones I use... Well, I, I would expect them... Clip. Yeah. Well, I mean, the box clip ones have 200 bullets anyway, more yeah. or less. No, I think this is extended normally from 100 to 200, the one I use. Yeah. But, um, but the box clip ones make sense to extend them more than the clip clip ones. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, how was five, five, 200 bullets fitting in this tiny clip? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine how long that fucking clip must be. It's like you could, you could use it as a tripod. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the, the important question is: Have they fixed the shotgun glitch? Well, it looks like it. I only got killed by it once, and that was a legit one where he came up right behind me. Okay. <laughs> Good, because that was fucking irritating. That was. Yeah. Did you hear about that, Kips? Yes. Yeah. That was it. Was still in effect last time you played. Yeah, and I was getting owned by it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Royal pain in the jersey. Wasn't there a couple of cheaters when we were playing? Oh, yeah, the yeah. legitimate <laughs> hackers. Yeah, we've seen those as well. So yeah, Battlefield patch then. Thumbs up. Yeah, basically cool. they cool. fixed themselves. Thank God. Good news. We should play some more. Yeah. But I haven't had the time to do so recently. So nope. it's uh, yeah, a bit sucky. So what else have we been playing? Let's go on to the real games we've been playing. Should we start with kids? <laughs> not Battlefield, not a real game. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a... Um, I've only been playing two games. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, which one do you want to do first? Diablo 3 or StarCraft 2? Let's start. Let's go old to new. Let's start with the StarCraft. Um, I'm surprisingly enjoying it a lot. <laughs> I'm not really an RTS you found, player. You found the part of it you enjoy anyway. Yeah, I'm not really an <laughs> RTS player, but I'm really enjoying StarCraft 2. You have been playing it a lot. Whenever I've sort of been on Steam, I can see you pop up with StarCraft. Yeah, it's like I've played most of the campaign now. I haven't finished it yet, but mm. even that was pretty fun. Isn't the expansion coming out soon? Yes. Relatively speaking, yeah. Which I'll probably be getting, because it's fun. It's egg time next, isn't it? Yeah. Although, yeah, the Zergs are annoying to use, but... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I've been playing that. The campaign is pretty cool. Um, it's a bit odd because, like, between missions, you just uh, go around the ship and you can talk to people and stuff if you want. Oh, really? It's not like you walk around it. It's just like you choose a button and you go to different rooms. Check it. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't that great, really, but so it like, works. It's classic. Like, is it like its form of you make exposition yourself or...? Well, there's things you can do there. It's like it's like a menu system, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. So you can talk to people. You can research stuff. And is it a bit like the menu systems you used to get in old 
in like old space games. Yeah, like, like, right, like yeah. space and yes, yeah, the inside of your stupid ship. Yeah, click on the thing and then an elevator goes down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's those hover animations that often look kind of weird when you go hover on, hover off, hover, yeah. hover off. We get like mini cutscenes and stuff when you talk to people. And... Oh, okay. That kind of thing. You say, are they all done in the uh, in game? Yeah, the, oh, but done in you game. do get some FMV. I was about to say because yeah, Blizzard, it's a, if it's a Blizzard game, it's going to drop some Blizzard CG budget on it. Yeah, they do. You, I haven't had a lot of that to be honest. There's only okay. been one or two or three videos. Because they so used far, to do but... it like in the old StarCraft days, like before and after each mission. They used to be like in, like, like in the classic CNC style. There used to be like an intro video and an ending video that sort of yeah, there is that often quite disconnected from the actual story. I seem to remember in StarCraft. Craft. like there'd just be stuff would be happening and then you'd see a random aside from two Terran blokes on a highway somewhere <laughs> yeah no you, you get a lot like in-game cutscenes before and after each mission but they, they're relevant to that mission hmm. and I think you get to choose different missions as you're going through the campaign as well so it's not oh, okay. so so it's not necessarily set what missions you get in your campaign hmm um, I've had a couple of times as well where I've had to choose like do you want to go with us or do you want to go with this guy hmm. So you have to like choose, um, shit, which one do I pick? <laughs> I'm not sure it matters. No, it does, you just get... It and you'll just go back and play your, again anyway, won't you? But probably, yeah, but it affects your campaign, like which units you get from choosing who you go with and things like oh, that. Oh, I see. Does it affect more than just the one, that following mission then? Yeah, like, no. for, like if you, because you get, say like the, um, I don't know what they're called, but different... Cloaked people, like a weird tree, basically. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. It affects what units you can build for the rest of your campaign, basically. Oh, interesting. And then that fucks you up in multiplayer because suddenly nothing's the same. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. You lose all your weird yeah. upgrades that you got in single player, and half the units in single player aren't in multiplayer <laughs> and things like that. Did you guys ever play that Dune RTS? Like, not I played one of them. Like, like the last one they did what was it um, Emperor? Yeah, I think or so, something. Yeah. That was a because that had an interesting branching structure, didn't it? Because the battles kind of played out on a map, yeah. And your success and failure on each mission could actually sort of push the map around. Like failing a mission wouldn't necessarily mean you failed a story on the whole, yeah. And it was so that was a really interesting structure. I'm not really sure how it came together because I never got towards the got <laughs> no. to the end of that because it got pretty goddamn hard. Yep. Um, Dune's a great universe to put an RTS in, though, really. Well, made, made for some interesting mechanics. I just remember building <laughs> Made for some sucky mechanics. <laughs> it's like, we have to harvest the spice, and of course the spice is on the sand, and so every five minutes you have to drive your fucking miner away because the world comes up and tries to eat it. Yeah, that's kind of cool. I kind of liked it. I kind of just liked the moments where it's like, um, <laughs> nom. It was just really inconvenient. Yeah. So how does it hang together? Is it, is it well? How does it control? Because that was always one of the sort of like drawbacks I think of StarCraft over most modern RTSs because they made it kind of awkward and like limit of how many units you could actually select. It well, that was a constraint of the technology. Yeah. Really. Like there, there was one problem with Brood War, or whatever, where um, there was this uh, exploit you could do with multiplayer games where. Uh, it, it rarely happened because you'd have to be pretty stupid to do it, but mm. where you literally just build as much crap as possible so you reach the map limit. Oh, right, and stop other people from So they it. wouldn't then be able to build anything because the map limit has been reached, <laughs> <laughs> which was quite amusing. That's quite funny. Does it, would, it, would that limit units as well? Yes. Just, oh, really? Limits oh, right. units. So there's a total instance catch. Yeah. That's kind of funny. That's so you old can, school game style. Yeah. yeah, but obviously there's none. Of, there, you have a personal limit, 
but it's not a map limit. Well, so. you have like your food count. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, so. your food count it can only go up to two hundred maximum. At oh, that point, you can't build any more units. Oh, I see. So they still have a like a um, a tactical cap system, a bit like how Dawn of War does. So, you know, like so. how all of the, all the, the old all those sons of RTSs, like I mean, from all, all, way back from like Warcraft or whatever, you had good farms. <laughs> Oh yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, you can build as much. I didn't think that was yeah. I didn't think that was an issue in Starcraft though to have like food supplies. No, that's the whole point of the supply depots in Starcraft was to have the supply for to build all the units. It's been so long since (laughs) I've played Starcraft. (laughs) I remember the farms weirdly. (laughs) Well, Warcraft Two was kind of a pivotal game, I suppose, for us. Yeah. That might have been, like, one of the first RTSs we ever played, really. That was one of the earliest PC experiences I think I had. Yeah. Really. So, yeah. <laughs> Food is still an issue. Yeah, but it's or not... whatever it's called. It's not... It doesn't affect <laughs> everyone, so, like, if you all maxed out... Yeah, it's individual. Yeah, yeah, it's individual now, so it's up to you how much you use. And what you use it on. Yeah, and, and there's no limit on buildings. You can build so you as, as many. Still, so you could still build build more food? No, you can only up go to up to 200. 200. Oh, I see. So there's a total cap as well. So do you need to build the... You do you need to build, like, the depots anymore? But yes. Or is there just this hard cap? And then you no, you add cap up to all that. It's, it's quite actually important, the food okay. thing, because especially at the start of, like, multiplayer games, because you have to make sure you have enough... Yeah, there's going to be presumably there's going to be a tricky strategic balance between getting the right food compared to because you're right using you're using buildings. food to build more workers basically. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you have to make sure you don't supply block as mm-hmm. they call it. Yeah. So you don't have a, a segment where you can't build workers or anything or, <laughs> or any other units. Yeah. So this is the kind of shit where I, I just don't think about it in an RTS. I mean, my brain well, doesn't why, work this way. Yeah, I mean, that's I, why I've got... always, always sucked at resource-heavy RTSs. Well, yeah, that's why we that's why we don't play RTSs. <laughs> it's like that one time where we where there was that epic game where we had like an eight-player round on generals. Oh man, that was that, and, like that was pretty goddamn annoying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually played generals again the other day. Oh really? Uh, a few weeks back, just for the crack because I remember enjoying it a lot. I yeah. imagine it holds up quite well. It really doesn't. I, <laughs> I played it and I thought this is absolute dog shit. So I, <laughs> I played a few missions and just thought this is crap. And <laughs> not, not just shit, a specific animal to it. So it, it just, compared to like games now, it just doesn't hold up at all. It's just terrible. What, is it just graphically or? Graphically and it just feels really like, I don't know, it's not about it, it just feels crap. It plays like, like CNC, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I mean I haven't played any of the ones since Because CNC 3 Red came out after that, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. After General. CNC 3 was alright. I quite liked 3. I haven't played yeah. anything other than I, I, In fairness, I only played like... the multiplayer <laughs> like of CNC 3. I haven't played any of the single player, but that was alright. And none of us have played CNC 4 either, have we, where they no. fucked everything. We didn't care about any of the ones after that point, like Red no. Dead 3 or whatever. Red Alert 2 was fun. Yeah, exactly. yeah, that was about the last one I played. I think Red Alert 2 or Generals. I can't remember which one came. Generals came after 2, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was the last one I played. But yeah, Generals was when they were trying to, like... they saw, like, That was when Clan Corker started really going for the idea of units having abilities. Yeah. Mm. Like Starcraft, basically. Yeah, like Starcraft, yeah. <laughs> no, maybe that's why we sucked at it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the problem was, I think, looking back at, like, RTSs, is that, in my head, whenever I think of an RTS, I think World in Conflict, yeah. which is friggin' awesome, and is still friggin' awesome. And, and there's totally not, a, like, an RTS, really. And I well... There was no base building. That was the important of, well, it's, it's a different type of strategy, isn't it? It is more about the, the strategy of your units as opposed to the strategy of... 
you know, the, the, the strategies in working in the team and spreading out and going, you know, positioning and yeah. Does, or does that make? Or is that? Or is the better word for that tactics as opposed to strategy? Well, I think I you'll find that there is a lot of that involved in any RTS. It's just oh, we yeah, never yeah, got don't, involved don't, don't, in it. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I totally good get world that. of conflict only focuses on that. We don't have to figure out the other crap. Yeah. <laughs> so we got better at doing it in world of conflict. I, I, I think it's a definite skill for people that play RTSs, like because they are. There's a lot going on because they're real time and yeah. stuff like that. You know, your resource management on one side, base defense on the other side. And it, uh, I think when I play them, I zone in on one particular thing. So when I'm building my base, that's all I'm doing is building my base. And I, I turtle up real bad. Yeah. And exactly. it's like, and it's because that's just what I want to do at that point in the game. It's like, I want to build my base. Yeah. <laughs> I want to make the sweetest fucking base I can. The, the thing and is, though, I've been playing, I've only had it like, been playing it a couple of weeks now. And I've already can see myself improved to the point where I'm I'm not just focusing on one thing. I am what they call macroing and microing and all <laughs> okay, this yeah. shizzle. But I think that the thing about it always is every minute I've been playing, I've been freaking enjoying it, which <laughs> well, is not something I can say about a lot of RTSs. That's true. Yeah, that is rare. I mean, yeah, I, I don't get like, that really. But, well, the thing about StarCraft is, is the balance is so good. Hmm. Like you always feel like you have a chance in every game you play. You always feel like there's, you know, it's basically it's up to you. So when you get beaten, you don't feel you hard don't, done. You don't ever feel cheated. No, because it's up to you to. Well, that's that's good. That is neat. Uh, again, yeah, you're right. There is something about a game that can actually sort of make you know not have that feeling. It's yeah. a it's a difficult thing to avoid. I think you'd be if you played it, you'd see what I'm talking about. Well, the problem I have with a lot of like multiplayer games at the moment is I don't have the and this is a personality trait I don't really have the commitment to them like I used to it's like I don't play as much Team Fortress as I did you could maybe (laughs) but I kind of have a desire to I think I'm turning into Dan this sounds bad but I'm I'm getting more and more into my single player experiences I'm going the other way uh, yeah you're definitely going the other way yeah I I can hardly play single player games anymore yeah, I'm just getting into the. Well, you're going to be screwed in the rest of this year and the next year when all the multiplayer games come out that we're going to play. Well, maybe that will turn <laughs> me back. You never know. Maybe that maybe that will switch me back in. It's because of my schedule and things like that. It's a bit oh, harder yeah. to actually put in a proper game of things. Um, it's like I, I really I do want to try Blacklight after your oh, so after your awesome. after your thing, and I and it's only taken me it's like a month of it sitting on, or two of it sitting on my PC to actually try Super Monday Night Combat. And it's, uh, but that's because I'm to... not enthusiastic about that one. Yeah, no, that <laughs> I if I was enthusiastic, we might have done no, it. No, that doesn't help. I only want to play multiplayer games. I don't want to play multiplayer games on my own. Ever. No. Well, see, that's it's... the problem I have because all the games I play, no one plays. <laughs> yeah. That I know. I know. It's a pain, but at least you have the commitment to actually go and try and get better on your own, which is something that I just don't have. It's. See, you, I think if you played StarCraft 2, like, played some 2v2 with me or something, that'd be freaking. A it good laugh. Cool. It would be pretty cool. It's like I never played World of Conflict on my own. I don't, I don't play TF on my own. I, I, don't don't think I, never, I don't think I ever played World of Conflict on my own. And, and I'll talk about it a bit later, but I don't play... I, I, don't, I know it's there and I know it's, you know it's not bad, but I don't really want to play the Mass Effect multiplayer on my own either. It's got the same problem for me. And it's like... But unfortunately, that has game ramifications. It's like, wow. Yeah, sort, of. sort of. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, just me. But yeah, I'm, I'm, 
I'm probably the worst Starcraft player in the world. <laughs> I doubt it. But, <laughs> but that would be me. See, I haven't played an RTS for about, I don't know, how many, God knows how many years, and I was never, ever good at them back then in <laughs> any way, shape, or form. And, you know, I'm really enjoying it. I'm, le- I'm picking things up quite, you know, you have to, What's you it? have to learn how to, like hotkey everything properly. You have yeah, to learn how right. to scout. You have what to learn how to. Was. Yeah, you have to learn how to macro um, while microing your army while you're butt fighting. Yeah. So like, that's one thing I ever I, I had a problem with when I started was I, for example, I'd build up a load of units and then everyone would go and attack someone and I'd uh, follow them and go and attack and then completely ignore my base while that was happening. So it, during that time they're attacking, I wasn't building more units. I wasn't building more buildings. I wasn't expanding, yeah, etc. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I'd do it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, my mind wouldn't work like that. But you, you gradually get pick it up because it, it, I don't know, it's something about that game where it just feels like really easy to do it. So it provides an easier way for you to to switch back and forth between the fight and your base and not if you feel like you've missed too much. You know, like, I don't know, like in Command & Conquer, for example, you'd hotkey things. Yeah. And, um... When, when you say hotkey, does that mean configure it yourself or is it just an inbuilt like control command, one, control yeah. two, like it okay. is in Command & Conquer? Yeah. You can just double tap one of the buttons and it'll take you straight to that that thing. So, like, I hotkey yeah, all my bases. Yeah, World had a similar system for its units, didn't it? Yeah, they yeah. start they start putting that in, in modern RTSs, yeah. where yeah, you can actually push the button to reset to the view on it. Yeah, and there's a lot of, like, you can do that, so I hotkey all my base, bases to different buttons, so I can quickly go, that base, if I need to build more probes there, that base, if I need to build more probes. Yeah. I, um, you can... Probes. You build your units, and there's a feature where if you press control and click on one type of unit, it will select all the units in that screen of that type. Oh, that's kind of useful. So, which is useful for microing when yeah. you have two When you need to activate types. that specific ability on that yeah, type. Yeah, or you need to move... Or them. separate them, yeah. Yeah, or separate <laughs> them, whatever. You can just or double-click or press control-click on that yeah, type okay. of unit. That's kind of useful. And stuff like that. So it makes it easy to do stuff. Mm. But you still have to be able to do it. You just, you just kind of want the button like in Pikmin where it's like split. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm no good at it at all, but it's, I still enjoy every minute of it. See, the problem I have is that I don't doubt it, what you're saying, in any way or form. I, I, I totally agree. I just don't think I could ever play a game like that. I sucked at Pikmin, for fuck's sake. <laughs> well, Pikmin was hard. <laughs> well, the first one was, but two, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. If I can do it, you could, you could definitely do it. <laughs> it's more of an intelligent game than it is yeah, possibly. anything else. Possibly. Because you have to be able to think in three or four ways at the same time kind of thing. But maybe I don't want that from my home time. <laughs> I do that. I do I do my thinking at work. When I come home, duh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe, but it's, maybe. it's still, it's just fun. It's just awesome. Alrighty. I'm, yeah, I'm loving it at the moment. Recommended. I'm sort of fifth in Silver League on 4v4. In your Silver League. In yeah. my Silver League, yeah. <laughs> How many is there in a league? Oh, no, no, so no, how does no. the there's a hundred people in each league, oh, right. right? So how do the leagues work exactly? Because presumably they're not like organised dates and things like that. Well, they reset it them is. sometimes. Oh right, so they have set periods called seasons. No, I know, but when you organise a game, oh, you just match make it matches you based on your your hidden skill rating. So it doesn't necessarily match you with people in your league. No, it's just people of the same skill. Oh, okay. And then everyone gains points towards... So how do the, the league rankings work? Do you get more games, more points, you go up? 
Um, so is it that simple, or is it like a, like an average of your? It depends on your skill. If you're, it, it all, all bases on your skill level. So if you, oh, okay, so it's probably got like an underlying, like a chess ELO sort of ranking or something. So the more, yeah, the more times you win against people that are higher ranked, yes, than you, exactly. the, faster, the faster your skill level goes. It's kind of like the old Halo Two system. Yeah, yeah, which it's is bit... still sweet. <laughs> Bring it back, bitches. It feels very fair because like a lot of the games I've played have been very close because of. Like how it's matched us, mm. so it's felt like I've had a chance in a lot of the games I've played, which obviously makes it more fun. Cause... Yeah, okay, no, that's good. That's good to see that the matchmaking's working properly, because you know that doesn't happen very often. In fairness, where matchmaking is actually and it on purposely sometimes put you puts you with harder people. Oh right, I see. It so on like... purposely does it so just to test you. Okay, so does it come up with that? Like, does it tell you? It will say it's like, challenge match. No, it will say like <laughs> test your it will say if um, someone's favoured or not favoured. Right. So if you're against like a harder enemy, they're the favoured team or whatever. I see. And it will tell you they're favoured. Presumably, then losing against someone that's high ranked doesn't affect your it's, own yes. skill that much. No. it... it it doesn't affect you as much. But if you were to win against them, then it, it would does, yeah. then it would make a difference. So it works in I spot I, I see I see your point. So it works in your favour to play against harder opponents. Only to some degree, because if it did it all the time, then you'd be losing points all the time, league points from not winning. Yeah, sure, sure, I I get that, but you'd lose less by losing to a harder opponent. Yes. Yeah, okay. That's cool. That's a neat system. Yeah, again. Chess, and it, yeah, chess yeah, and you get style. ranked individually as well based on your performance in each match. Okay. And you get a score sheet and graphs and all kinds of shit afterwards. So you can analyse your performance and your build yeah, orders. Re- re- replay whoring. <laughs> yeah, you can watch replays of every game you've played and <laughs> all this kind of stuff. It's, all right, it does sound like a good community to get into. It's, it's really good. I'm enjoying it a lot. You should definitely just give it a go. Like, just jump yeah, online and have a game. Just... I need to buy a coffee first. <laughs> <laughs> you can have a go on my one if you want. Fuck <laughs> up your league rank. <laughs> no, because you can play against computers. You can play unranked yeah, matches. Okay. You, can, yeah. you don't have to play like ranked. Well, yeah. Given the when, well, I don't know. They don't. Blizzard don't sell on Steam, do they? No. It sucks. The summer sales going up soon, and I was like, <laughs> "You're not going to get anything out of that." No. no Blizzard, Blizzard no, games what? never go cheap. Oh, news. <laughs> um, that I forgot. Square Enix have. Um, registered a domain name called Just Cause 4. Well, that's not that surprising. I know, but the bizarre thing is that it's Just Cause 4. <laughs> Just Cause 3 doesn't exist yet. Well, we get uh, at least they haven't announced it. So we can safely assume they're planning to make more Just Cause Well, games. it might just be for future safeguarding. Yeah, true. Or it might just be making on PlayStation 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It'd be like, fuck free. <laughs> Why don't you just imagine next-gen Just Cause? That was fucking mental enough anyway. Because <laughs> a lot of companies just registered domains so other people can't. Yeah, no, 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 that's fair enough, but yeah, it, 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 that suggests that Squeenix have a bit of a desire to carry on if they aren't already. To be fair, Just Cause is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not denying that. You, you enjoyed it? Yeah. <laughs> Enthusiasm? I didn't play it very much, but it was quite fun when I did. <laughs> yeah, just grapple for everything. <laughs> grapple calls. They should just call it Grapple Man. Grapple man. The voice acting in that game is hilarious. Yes. Because <laughs> what, what nationality is it? Is he sort of Spanish or? I don't really know. Yeah, one of those Latinos. Yeah. <laughs> it did sound very funny when I saw those cutscenes. It's just, you can't take them seriously. No. They're just casually talking whilst jumping out of buildings. And having gunfights. Yeah. Doopy doo. <laughs> 
Anyway, so let's move on to Diablo. It is good. Do you have anything else to say? It's a game where you. Also, how do you you pronounce it? Because this is quite important. You say Diablo, right? Okay. That's how you pronounce it in the game as well. Yeah, it's kind of important. Yeah, because like, they were making it, Giant Bomb were making a bit of a big they, deal. They like, always like, do that, though. That's Diablo their, that's their stupid, Diablo. They've done that forever. That's their stupid, specific pronunciation. It's like they have all kinds of words that they pronounce specifically wrong just because it sounds funny. Diablo. <laughs> Is it because they just don't like the British saying Diablo? No, I think it's just they think it's funny. <laughs> Diablo. El Diablo. It does sound Spanish. Yeah. <laughs> Spill. Um, yeah, it's good. It's, it's good. <laughs> right, moving on. Yeah, in in my opinion, it's a game that everyone should play if they've, especially if they've never played Diablo before. Okay, so yeah. this is so you think Diablo three, despite being possibly the uh, most hardcore of that style of game, is actually a good gateway version of that game. Well, well. it's like, or would you recommend that people start on Torchlight? No, I, I, <laughs> no, Torchlight no. is nowhere near as good as Diablo three, in my okay. opinion. The original one, is, specifically the original Torchlight, is boring as hell compared to this, in my opinion. I have to admit, I, I, I want to take back some of my initial reservations that I mentioned a few weeks back, because um, I wasn't so convinced about the class layout. Yeah. You know, The problem I have with a lot of those games is that the classes end up all playing pretty much the same. Um, from what I've seen of Diablo, Diablo, uh, yeah, not true. And I actually kind of agree with you that it looks kind of, or agree with what Dan was saying at least, where it actually looks like you have to play dramatically different depending on what class yeah, you are. Yeah, definitely do. Rather than just, you know, click stuff till it dies. There is a lot of that, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> well, it wouldn't but be, it wouldn't be that re- style of game without it, in fairness. Yeah, but you, you do have to make use of your abilities. Mm. Yeah, it's very, otherwise you'd be dying every five seconds if you didn't use them. The, the other stupid thing about it is the the fact that you have to en- uh, enable elective mode. Yeah, the actual the, the actual game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Turn so, on the actual game. Exactly, so what is yeah. that? I don't know what this is. Well, I'm not entirely sure because I've had elective. <laughs> you just turned it on. Yeah, <laughs> someone told you to turn it on yeah. because it makes the game proper. But basically, from what I know is, if you don't turn it on, it picks what skills and stuff you use for you. Basically, right. yeah. oh, I see. And so, you don't get to choose what oh, wait, goes so, in what slot, etc. So it basically does. Does it actually perform your abilities for no, you? No, no. It just chooses. Oh, so, for it, you. so non-elective means that the game then elects your leveling. No, you, you don't or have leveling. Skills. Oh, there's no leveling, right? Well, you, you level up. You just you unlock the. You, you unlock you stuff. Don't you don't. Pick you don't oh, right. There's no. It's not like no the old boost. Yeah, it's not like old school Diablo and Torchlight style where you, no points. You put points in yeah. strength, blah blah blah, and. Your characters and just naturally get stronger yeah. to their traits. And you don't put skill points into your abilities. Okay. You just unlock new stuff. Okay. Which is, I think, better. Very simpler. It's like the, that elective mode or whatever, it's, more, it's just basically sort of disables customization. It's like you don't yeah. you don't pick... Because there's several skills that could theoretically go in the same slot, but unless yeah. you turn on this option, you can't do that. So <laughs> you can't affect, fuck around with it. So does that affect the, um, the weapon usage as well? Or? No. So, so you you could still elect to pick your weapons with elective mode off. Yeah, yeah, because that's just like your armor and stuff, isn't it? You just yeah. equip it. Yeah, no, no, I was just wondering how much control the game actually took from you. Without that'd that. be stupid if you couldn't, because you pick up loot all the time. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. You need some kind of inventory. A lot. No, no, wait, wait. Yeah, I meant that if you like picked up armor or something, it would just automatically pick what. No, I think you, you still have to do that. Okay, yeah. that's fair enough. But yeah, that's so. What is 
So why is it there then? <laughs> it's it sounds for dumb. Noobs, basically. It's for, it's to try and get casual people to play it, do so you don't actually have to have any like skill of. Can't you do that with a good tutorial? Well, the, the thing is, there isn't any. Well, tutorial. you'd have to have a tutorial for every class, which would probably be a bit of a hassle. You probably should have that anyway, to be honest. <laughs> It makes sense because it's like well, no, you don't have to do it perfectly. You just need to get them and get the idea that you know of like just how to equip your skills and what they do, and just purposefully in game tell you this is how you do this. It doesn't necessarily have to go to the details of telling you how each class plays. Well, that's kind of the beauty of it is figuring it out for yourself. Well, I think it should. It's I think that option to have that there is fine. I think, like, for people like, say, my girlfriend or whatever, they she probably wouldn't want to bother with changing skills and stuff. So would you want it to, like, perhaps be... Is it, how how visible is the, the option? Is the, is, is, it's quite hidden, that's the thing. Yeah. And, like, when you see elective mode, you look at that and go, I have what no idea what the fuck is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Elect, it's a weird name to pick. It, I mean, it does make sense, because you're electing what skills. Yeah, you, but it but... should have had a better name. Like, yeah. I don't know, custom skill or... <laughs> yeah, allow custom skills. Yeah. Or whatever, but yeah, That's I can good. see why is, the option is there. Yeah, I, I agree with you. But perhaps it should have been like when you start a game, it's like, you know, the yeah, option, I, the option exists remember where it, it doesn't when you start. It, it I can't remember like if it prompts you or not. Hmm. I don't remember it prompting me. Would you like to play this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't remember if it prompted me to choose elective or not, but I think by default it's not selected, which yeah. is kind of annoying as well. That's because weird. if you don't know the options there, like a lot of people don't bother looking at the options. Do I they? hear there's a fuck ton of them. Like uh, like little like customization things like to turn on to change how the numbers above damage things happen. I haven't and... seen any of them. <laughs> oh, I was having a time. Enough, but... Okay, <laughs> I don't remember seeing any options for that. Yeah. There is. I I remember people saying. Is the I mean it's the classic sort of options like turn on so that the numbers appear in the world rather than just being hidden or whatever or oh, like yeah, health bars oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all that kind of stuff. That's just all that stuff's like yes. on default as yeah. well, anyway. So <laughs> it's just this one weird option specifically, but it's like it's quite an important option compared, as well, to, yeah. compared to the rest of the game. No, it's quite dramatically important, really. I because wouldn't want to play it with it. I wouldn't want to play it with it on. Like I've I've only gone through the first difficulty level, which is normal. Mm. Yeah, because you have to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you unlock the hardest. Um, and on that mode, I can see it being no problem at all, anyway. Like you don't, really have it on you don't get enough for it to be a problem. Yeah, I can see it being fine for that. But on higher difficulties, it's kind of important because you need to change. You need to change yeah. your skills on the between battles or whatever to to match what you're fighting against. Mm. Because quite regularly, I change my skills to better fit what I was fighting with. Yeah, and to not have that option would be pretty crap. Mm. <laughs> but so, so I was about to say, do you find yourself? slotting into a regime then of what skills you like and I, I play with just I didn't change them as much as I probably should have done because I just I like the skills <laughs> well, you I haven't got <laughs> to the harder yeah. yeah you haven't got to the harder where like when things start getting ridiculous amounts of resistances to certain things exactly, you actually yeah. have to change it around yeah so I didn't really need to yeah okay. <laughs> so yeah because it sounds like from a lot of people that the game actually does every now and then present you with something that you can shift your entire way that you play and you know, suddenly you get better because of it. You know, your character like you know, shifting your style is actually sort of doesn't well, seem like, like a bad thing. Whereas like, I, I never did that in Torchlight. I had a style. Well, you, you didn't really have options in Torchlight, and you know, you unlocked them and it was permanent. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess you exactly. can shift it around because you can, didn't have the points to spend. Whereas in this, if you get bored of playing a certain way, you can literally 
change everything your armor your weapons that you're using your skills speaking of armor on the fly and things did you um start playing before or after the crafting changes because i heard they'd like made, before, made like doing a lot of the crafting mechanics a lot cheaper yeah i i did it before that so okay because uh, you have a crafting merchant mm. and you have to pay him. yeah you have to level up your blacksmith don't yeah you? and i and that it was really expensive so i don't know if they've changed that since apparently, I started apparently they or... significantly reduced the costs of that because it was costing me like ten thousand well, because times. it was like <laughs> it was costing so much and then the stuff he was making wasn't that great no, it, it really <laughs> so it's always pointless and the, the inventory thing was freaking expensive as well it cost me ten thousand each time to unlock a new level uh, a new row of inventory True. space, hmm. and then once you fill that up to get the next tab, cost me a hundred grand, <laughs> well. which took me nearly the whole game to get. And after <laughs> you're storing too much crap. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I put, every time I get a rare, I keep it. <laughs> no, that's like what I did. All yeah, time. Much, every yeah. time I got something that was yellow, yeah, super rare. You just keep stash it. The thing it. was, it's because um, if I ever start another character. Like you give, give them the shit, yeah. Shit, I mean, yeah. that is the classic. So, are there, presumably, you have level problems. Like you do, yeah. You have to be a certain level to use yeah. certain gear, but yeah, you can't just give give a noob character exactly. like ridiculous yeah. stuff. Yeah, makes sense. But yeah, the story was. I wanted pretty... to like allow you to do it, but it have like ridiculous backfire effects, like. Like, like you give someone a, an insanely powerful thing, but then it has kickback that sort of throws you across the room when you use it because it's just too powerful. Right. Or, you know, I just want to see things go a bit so you can do it, but there may be a side effect kind of thing. I, I don't know. That sounds cool to me. <laughs> you know, because the whole level you can't use this particular bit of armor until you're this level. Well, it just, makes sense. No, it doesn't. The it armor does. stuff doesn't really make. It, it may, might make a bit of sense in that you're not strong enough. To, yes, to, exactly. to like That's hold up this giant. Well, that but, makes more but, sense but in games that have that specific stat. Because now that they've got rid of the yeah, whole but, idea of strength, but, it's just sort of no. But it's still there. Well, I mean, it's still there, but it's not. You're not putting points in. It's not like Skyrim where you're like leveling up your armor tree to get better armor. It's just like, but it, it well, does. Plus, sense because plus that kind of goes backwards in some games, doesn't it? Because it goes like you often level up to mithril, which is supposed to be this ridiculously light, hardy material in like fantasy. Yeah, it's, it? it's not like lightness is the important factor. Is the thing? Well, no, that. but then what else is limiting you from wearing mithril armor? Like you know, like magic like... radiation. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic. Yeah, exactly. It is magic, but it makes sense to me because it's like if you join the army. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to do half the shit that people have been doing it for five years. Yeah, but I could have a go. <laughs> there may be side effects. <laughs> well, exactly, yeah, but... There may be some collateral. Well, I guess that's, it's like in the Diablo universe, there's no, like... Uh, uh, you know, or most of these universes, there's no, like, overarching government system who's like, no, you can't do that yet, not until you get... Uh, it's yeah. like, you you have this mysterious, I can't do this yet because I don't want to. <laughs> but, but the thing is, if you played it um, from the start, you wouldn't have any of that stuff anyway. Yeah. Unless you give it to that person. Yeah, it's actually... All the drops are timed to your level, more yeah. or less, anyway. Yeah, so you wouldn't, okay. you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't actually come across that. You wouldn't find them early. That's what you're saying. Yeah. So it's the only point of keeping it. Well, just for your previous, is like if you're finding if you're doing multiple characters, obviously you have like so you can give them the good shit you find rather than guess, or yeah, like if you keep them all shit that's more suited towards that character's class, yeah. style of play. Like you get specific items for specific classes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, naturally, I'd imagine certain classes can't use certain weapons and things like, like that. Like you get certain like belts, for example, that only barbarians. The can belts. Wear. The belts. 
So I've kept all that crap in case they ever start a barbarian <laughs> character, for example, or whatever. Naturally. Barbarians always sound boring, though, don't they? Yeah, that's why I didn't do one. But. <laughs> <laughs> Take things till they die. Apparently so, it's not like that, though, with this one. They're quite... Well, yeah. They're, they're quite different. You can hold a button down until they die. <laughs> don't have to click repeatedly any longer. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was fun. I played, I've played through the story once, and it was... I will go back to it, but at the moment I'm You're having a bit of a stuck break. on SE2. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having a bit of a break. Man, that game is just eating my time. I, yeah. I play it literally every night till about one in the morning. I just, <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. That is it. I'm just. And hooked. what does Jamie think of this? Oh, she hates it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Can we play Minecraft?" I'm like, um, "No." <laughs> what are you doing in Minecraft nowadays? Uh, we got the Xbox version. Oh right. Oh, did you? So you played the split screen? Yes. They're, they're patching it. Has the patch dropped? There, have, there was a patch, but it hasn't added any of the new stuff. Oh, it was just a patch patch. Yeah, it was, a, it was, just, <laughs> it was a, just a bug yeah. fix thing. Not so good. Yeah. So what are you doing that, though? It desperately needs the, it's the like, that's, stuff. That's, what, that's sort of the other question. It's like, if you're in the, like, if you're in the Xbox, like, what are you actually doing? Well, there's not much to do, apart from just go down random just mining. <laughs> I don't know what's actually in that version. Like, is stuff like fortresses and things like that in there? I don't think so, because that was all in the adventure up yeah, there, was it, in with the, the towns and the, the fortresses. Right, because I didn't know what version this was based on. And also, it's like it's a really a year small, now. small world in the Xbox version as well. It is, and I haven't got to the Yeah, there's the a limit. limit. Yeah, but... Apparently, oh no, that was the one thing in Patch, I remember. They added autosave. Oh yes, I haven't Which, is, which is quite important. <laughs> well, sort of. <laughs> It'd be more important to fix the fact that it crashed quite a lot. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> that was the problem as well. We had a lot of crashes. Mm. Like and not so much during the game, we didn't have any problems with that. It was when we exited. Yeah, it, it was the exit crash. <laughs> so how does it run on Xbox? I mean, does it does it like yeah, locked at sixty or you know? Because probably they well, had to check and move it from a Java engine. Well, yeah, there's some really weird shit. Um, like it runs sixty as far as we can tell in split screen. Mm. Apart from when you open chests and things like that, it slows down to 30. Oh, oh what? While the, while the menu's open? Yeah, while you open a chest, oh, it weird. goes to 30 for some reason. <laughs> that's, uh, or that's your infantry, or something like that. It's just bizarre. Like, mm. why does that cause it to slow down? <laughs> it's showing lots of icons. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bitmap, you know? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. No, that is a bit bizarre. But the view distance and that doesn't seem too restricted. It's quite... It's not full by any means, but... You mean it's not as long as the... Well, I can't even have it on full on PC. Well, exactly, yeah. It's like, fuck that up at some point, where if you... Because if you don't have any fog on, if you have infinite draw distance, it you just, just fucks you up. Like, well, you can do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Doesn't work very well any longer. It used mm. to work better. But nowadays I have to have the fog on the fur- furthest yeah. fog, but... Exactly. They should just make a proper way. fucking graphics engine for Minecraft. Than that Too sh- late! <laughs> that shitty Java one. That's the problem with it, because it's just badly programmed, really. In no, terms- no, 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 I'd take that back, because the Java... Doing anything like that in Java <laughs> no, is, but I is mean, quite impressive. In terms but... of using graphics and things like that, it's not very efficient. No, no it's because no. it's CPU rendered yeah. as well. It doesn't use any hardware acceleration. But it's... Uh, why you know, well, the thing is, is they must have changed all that to get it to work on the Xbox. Well, yeah. So if they could make they whatever version they made it, for yeah. the Xbox and put that graphics engine in the PC one... Maybe when the Xbox version catches up to the yeah, yeah, same yeah. patch level, they can like see and if that's worth it or something. You probably won't get all those crazy um, mods, though. Well, yeah, obviously, that's the big problem. The, the, the sort of like because all, all the stuff that's in mods is basically Java oh, yeah, programming in Java oh yeah so the mods scene would change completely oh, anyway. they'll never do it no 
But they probably should. I reckon they'll make a new Minecraft one day. It's called Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft 2. 2. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Now with more bits. <laughs> now rendering it in with triangles instead of squares. That's like. <laughs> oh, I did see a, there was another. I saw two other games that I can't remember. One of them was quite a while ago, one of them was quite recently, but there was like, you know, the headlines were going on about relating them to Minecraft or whatever. But there was one where it was like, neither of them are actual games yet, either. it's more like tech building towards a game, but one of them was like freeform, like vertex modification, where it was more like just 3D, like brushes, basically, where you can yeah. sculpt the world naturally with like smooth edges. Which was weird. Well, so you had like a sphere and you smeared that sphere. Yeah, basically. Like, okay. And that was like, that was very much just a techno. But then I saw another one which was like Minecraft in that it was block based, but they were more like natural blocks rather than. So it didn't have like super hard edges like Minecraft, which also looks weird in its own way. <laughs> it's like, I'm building this platform and it's like, it's clearly a block, but yeah. it's all sort of shaggy and they're yeah, <laughs> rough okay. edges. Mm. And like, you can like, dig through a metal wall and it makes it like a jagged opening or whatever <laughs> apart from it's still all square based nice. but then that game had it's like it's like gimmick was the fact that you could go from the from the ground of the planet into space it was all one level <laughs> and like as you go further up from the atmosphere like you start getting lower gravity or whatever and stuff until you're actually in space and you can jump all the way down <laughs> just huh. into the atmosphere <laughs> Which seems pointless, but I'm sure it's yeah. some reason for that to happen. What if gravity gets less as you go up? Yeah, I think it does. That's cool. Until you go into freefall. That was pretty ridiculous. I mean, Minecraft worlds are already ridiculously large. There's just nothing in them. <laughs> it's just randomly generated terrain. Mm. And the occasional fortress. and Very occasional. And cave. It took me five ages to find one. And I still haven't gone into the end and done the fin- fin- finish of the game. Done the dragoning. <sighs> Too much effort. <laughs> I've never actually bothered to build diamond armor. That's my main problem. I always get distracted. I get to like diamond pick, and then I'm like, "No, I'm going to build shit." <laughs> I never get to like actually going and doing the thing that's in the game. And of course, mobs always distract me as well. Mm. Bees. No, I've been fucking around. I, mean, I started yet another new world in Minecraft to basically focus more on the equivalent exchange stuff rather mm. than the forestry and buildcraft stuff, which has been funny trying to get the dark matter and the stupidly uber-expensive stuff and compressing matter out of light. So I was like, let's see how this actually works. But I've only just started getting the uber stuff now. So you're still doing it in combination with the others, or you've gone no, I have gone a crude exchange on their own? Well, the other two, the other mods are still installed, I just haven't used them yet. Okay. I was thinking of using Buildcraft to, like, pipes and stuff, because that's all still compatible, of course. Yeah. But i uh, just got, like, the first of the dark matter tools, where it's, like, the dark matter pickaxe. And they never run out of durability, obviously. Mm. Mainly because they're, it's, it's a weird, it's like a weird, like, dodgy way of programming it, but like, it used the damage values. It's a weird thing in Minecraft, but the damage value of an object mm. is basically defines a lot of different things. I mean, there's like the literal damage of tools and stuff, but like, certain blocks like wool, the color of the wool is its damage value. So the different damage values changes the color of the oh, block. Right. Bizarre. So there's, like, you can do weird hack things where it just changes the color value of the <laughs> by changing its damage. So you can have disco wool. Yeah. But, in, but then in, like, in equivalent exchange, it uses the damage value as, like, charge, so you can, like, power up items by charging them up, and it, like, uses the same little bar on the UI or whatever, where the damage would be. It's a 
now it's a charge bar, so these tools are inv- invincible because they don't have damage any longer. They have a tool where it charges up instead. <laughs> but yeah, the dark matter pickaxe is kind of weird. You can mine three blocks at once, vertically or horizontally. <laughs> and then if you find an ore deposit, you can charge it up, right-click, and it just mines all the ore instantly and just puts it instantly into your inventory. Oh, I forgot you got those special things. Yeah. That sounds like kind of fun. It was well handy. That one, I think the, but I was using the stupid explosion, the like, the one that just digs a three by three tunnel. <laughs> it was just like, blam! <laughs> and just drops it all in your inventory. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Makes mining a hell of a lot easier. And like the dowsing rod, so you can just hit a wall and be like, oh look, there's some diamonds in there somewhere. <laughs> Go in that direction. <laughs> Diamond. Right then. Yeah. Minecraft, Starcraft, Diablo. Yep. Should we move oh. on to. When well, well, back to Diablo a second, they've just introduced the live money auctions now. Yes, oh, that, yeah, they that, have. Went, that went up in the last couple of days, didn't it? Yeah. yeah, so I might have to have a look at that at some point. <laughs> Make some cash. Yes. <laughs> yeah, apparently you need to use an authenticator of some kind well, in okay. order to gain access anyway, to that. on Android phones. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. You have a conveniently the right phone. <laughs> yes. All right, so iOS not supported? I think or? there is one for Apple okay. as well. Yeah. Windows phone? <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what else is there that they did recently can't remember no <laughs> moving on oh PvP still isn't up yet either. oh yeah oh, no, no. I don't understand how that will work in that's, Diablo they've that's... pushed that back for quite some way haven't they or... well my, my opinion of that is it's going to be completely pointless mm. because <laughs> literally you can get up to level 60 or whatever which is obviously max mm. so you'll all be the same strength or whatever yeah. so there'll be some, the, some the sort only, of tactical thing going the only on, difference or? will be your kit. choice of skills and, and your, your kit, yeah. yeah. Which could just basically mean whoever gets the better kit is going to win. I kind of it doesn't matter, so... I kind of felt like that about Guild Wars PvP, in fairness. Yeah, exactly. It's all PvPs like that are dumb, in my opinion. Well, I mean, in Guild Wars... If you think about in Diablo, if it was just, like, two dudes fighting... It's like Borderlands. If it's just two dudes fighting, there's no reason for that yeah, to it's happen. Kind of, it's kind of dumb. Whereas in Guild Wars, at least there was sort of, like, you know, you were protecting points or capturing points. <laughs> like, yeah. there was other things going on apart from just people fighting each other. Have you seen the PvP in Guild Wars 2? No, I haven't, even though I played that, <laughs> which we'll be coming to. Let's do that. Guild Wars 2. Yeah, I played some beta. He was in on the beta weekend. But I didn't do any PvP, of course, because I don't do PvP. <laughs> but that, that looks awesome, though. I should have done. I keep, I kept forgetting, because I, I kept forgetting to go do it, because I kept getting distracted by, like, what... I did eventually get through all of how much of it there was in the demo of the personal storyline, like, your character's story, which was weird. And, like, that's kind of one of the things that I was wondering about in it, because it's, like... It doesn't seem like there's any missions that are designed for multiple people any longer. Mm. I only found one place where it specifically said, get five people together and come here. It's like everything else just seems like either you would just do it solo, or I didn't even get a chance to try because no one else was around for me to try it. But it's like maybe you can drag other people through your personal story, but then that's not advancing their story. You can do it with other people. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, obviously it's not much of an MMO. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So why why make it an MMO if you can't do that? But... But it's like, it's not advancing their story, unless no. presumably they have exactly the same story. But since that's dependent on, like, your character, when you build your character, you choose, like, backstory, basically. It's like Mass Effect. And the Dark of Henchmen was still about. <laughs> no. You don't get any backup. I mean, I mean, all the missions are scaled. It's designed to be done by just you, pretty much. Is, it because, is it because there's less of a... Um... A requirement on certain classes fulfilling certain roles? Well, maybe. 
Because, I mean, that's the main thing that's different about the classes now, where it's like everyone can heal. Mm. Everyone has their little heal skill, or one of the choices. You only have set skills, depending on what item you have. Well, sort of. Yeah, try, unlock... try and explain the item system because it is kind of in, kind of weird. Well, it's like every weapon that your cast can equip has its own set of skills, and you just unlock them by using it. But that's fairly irrelevant because there's only a couple of them per weapon, more or less, and they don't take that long to unlock. And then when you level up your character, when your character actually goes up in level, you unlock utility skills, which is like your other, the other half of your skill bar. <laughs> 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 the other half of your skill bar is the utility skills that you get from leveling up, and then they're like all the class specific. Well, I mean, the weapon skills are class specific as well, obviously, because they're. I'm not sure if. No, yeah, different classes can both use the same weapons, because multiple classes can use like the guns and stuff, and the bows, I think. I'm fairly sure. But they'd have their own skills anyway. So all. But then the utility skills give you the special weird shit that your class can do. More so than just hit things or shoot things. And yeah, you unlock those gradually and you can switch them out. And you unlock points for those faster than you unlock the slots for them. Because you only have like four utility slots total, Mm. but you get a lot of points. And then in your skill tree, it forces you to buy like five of the first level ones before you can unlock the second level ones. And then five of those before you can unlock the third level ones. So you get you get a lot you get more skills than you have slots basically. So there is a reason to switch them out regularly and see what the other stuff does. But I think my problem, well, maybe it's just a beta thing, but my problem with it was like I unlocked a thing and it's like I'm just unlocking a thing based on how cool it sounds because it's like I have no idea what this means. (laughs) It's like a flamethrower, yeah, sure, why not? But then it turns out the flamethrower sucks. Bugger. Although I think there is a thing you can you can buy, you know, a respec, basically. Wait, wasn't that a problem, going back to Diablo for a second, wasn't there a problem with that in, like, some of the skills in Diablo where they don't actually tell you the numbers until you turn on a certain option as well? Or is that, again, related to elective or something? Or, I don't know. I know. Apparently there was some point in the game I remember hearing that the, some of the skills just sound more cool and that would be the only way to do it until you turn on a certain option and then it actually starts giving the damage numbers and things. I don't know. I've always had the numbers. So <laughs> yeah. Maybe that is elective mode, then. Yeah. Yeah, possibly. Well, because if you don't have electro mode, you, have you can't choose anyway. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it doesn't tell you. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, the skills are ridiculous in Guild Wars, and it's Guild Wars. But apart from the, like all the world events where it's just like, when you're not doing your personal storyline thing, you're just doing shit in the world with all the other people in the world. Mm. And there's no, like, I mean, the weird thing is that I... It really would have helped if I had at least one other person to test this with. But it, like, where there's the forming a party option, you can pop up the forming forming a party box, and then it says party, and then under that it says squad. And I'm like, what the fuck is the difference? <laughs> what does that even mean? So can you have an enormous because of the like right, the, yeah. new, the new enormous? You could technically have an enormous party, maybe, and then maybe split that into squads. Maybe. But it's like, like you don't proper clan control, I guess. Well, um, maybe, but it's like for all the world, like the general missions in the world, you don't need to do any kind of party. It's just like if you're in the vicinity, you get points. Maybe they've got that for late game raids or something. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess there will be some kind of content like like that. But all the, it, the tr- my problem with the in world like world events, not not necessarily like the big bosses because I did do one of those. Oh yeah. 
Con- well, kinda. I ran up to it and shot at it a bit. <laughs> there wasn't much to it. It was one of, uh, basically the first one there is in the game, I guess. Yeah. So it wasn't complicated. It was just like shoot the thing and then when it moves, then you move out of the way and <laughs> all that yeah. kind of stuff. But then like, the, the, like the general missions that are just in the world where it's like help some guys. Mm. And they're all like help some guys. And they're all like exactly the same. <laughs> It's like, you basically, it's like, if you're in the zone, you're con- most of the time stuff you're doing in this zone is contributing towards completing that mission, and like, you get experience points if other people are killing stuff near you, because it just, you yeah, know, yeah, pulls them. Pulls them. But then there's like, they're basically all exactly the same, because there's three things that you do. You either kill something in the, in the zone, <laughs> you, um, Click on a thing to to activate it, and then something to kill appears. <laughs> or you pick up a thing and haul it somewhere. <laughs> those are like the three things that you can do in this zone, and it's always those three things. They're just couched in different graphics, basically. So is that, are those separate from the the, event, the like the, the the escort event that you showed me? Oh well, those are like the, you get those are the slightly different ones because okay. these ones are basically. A fixed location in the game. It's like basically every major like farm or or castle or whatever has one of these guys in it who's like, help me with this thing for a while. Like the the the, the farm you show <laughs> presumably has the, that fire event you were telling me about. Yeah, before. and they do they do have like well, no, actually that one might still have been different because there's the the ones that I'm the, the, with the three things is like fixed location, but you get these ones where. They basically cite this locations that cycle between like two or three different states, mm. like that farm fire. Where, oh, well, the, what was the other one? Well, the, 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 the traditional example of that is like when you get like small forts in the world, mm. where it'd be like the enemy has the fort, attack the fort, and then you take over the fort, and now it's defend the fort. Okay. And then if you fail that, they take it back over, and it goes back into the attack state again, or whatever. Oh, so, so it's a bit, a bit of persistence there until you get it right. Yeah. So that, that's like the third, the other kind of world event is like those smaller ones, and that also applies for like the escort missions as well, where it's like staying. And these just happen in the world, which aren't instants. No, well, I mean, server. Yeah, server. I'm not sure how big the servers are, but whatever they called them before, like districts, weren't it before? Well, yeah. Except now it's more like legitimate separate servers, and then you get. It was a bit dumb with like when you start the game, it's just like choose a server, and it's just a big list of names. Oh right, jeez. So I just chose O'Brien because it sounded funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, and so totally didn't fit with any of the other names that were all like Ascalon or whatever. So do you, are you allowed character movement then? Yeah, you can. There is some way. I'm not sure how. They they had a specific setup for it during the beta, of course, because you okay. might need to move around more, but I'm not sure how it would be gated mm-hmm. eventually. But it has all the classic, like, I discovered the classic important things like the sheds, the like the shared stash the bank is shared between characters so you can transfer stuff that way and you're crafting storage. Okay. Yeah. And the crafting is kind of weird. Like, you can, only, <laughs> yeah. you can only choose two crafting trees to go down per character. You can switch freely between them apart from there's some kind of penalty that wasn't really way very well exchanged and I didn't try it so I don't know. There's like, you, as you craft stuff you unlock the higher tiers of crafting basically so you actually have to do it to Gain experience in crafting. Dagger, 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 dagger. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot like Skyrim. <laughs> Apart from less shitty. Yeah. And generally, you don't have to make the same thing a million times in order to level up <laughs> to making something new. So if you make some, they got it right in the sense that if you make something better, it's worth more than if you yeah. make Yeah, if you make good, good stuff, it's worth more experience, basically. Yeah, dagger, dagger, dagger. But that's going to be weird if we're going to play that in roleplay because it's like we'll have to choose trees that don't overlap so we don't use each other's materials all the time. That's true, that's true. <laughs> 
Because it's like, I had my, because obviously I wanted to make equipment for my guy, so I had like Huntsman, which gives me, which was for the rifles and pistols and stuff that my engineer was using, and like medium armor. So that made sense. But then there's like cooking, and I kept picking up lots of cooking ingredients, and it's like, these are totally useless to me, because I'm not on the cooking tree, I'd have to trade them to someone else, and they'd have to do cooking. And then I made another character to see what the fuck cooking was about. <laughs> this is my chef. Yeah. <laughs> chef class. And cooking is really fucking expensive, as it, it really says. Hmm. When you go up to the trainer, it's like, do you want to become a good... Are you sure this is going to cost you a shit ton of money? <laughs> <laughs> well, why does it cost so much, then? I think it's just because there's, like, twice as many crafting ingredients for cooking as there is anything else. So, it's like, it inherently, everything is more rare. Oh, right. But Why? I'm it's not sure. Be. It's like, what is... The, I don't know what the end products are going to be. People got to like, eat in this world, right? Well, not really. So, so is it... So somehow in this world, people are like... The, 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 you know, if we're thinking about this uh, sensibly, it's, it's cheaper <laughs> no, to forge... It's cheaper to forge a knife than it is to give someone a bun. Well, no one's or, thinking about this sensibly. <laughs> but I don't, it's like... real build infinite ammo flamethrowers. <laughs> well, the flamethrower doesn't even get built. It just, you just have it. <laughs> But yeah, I'm not sure what it's like. What is the end product of cooking going to be? Is the real question? Because I mean, obviously, when you think about weapons and armor, it's like it's obvious what the end product of that's going to be. It's going to be awesome weapons and armor. Yeah. <laughs> but what are the like uber buffs that the last levels of food are going to give you? Cake is a lie. Yeah, probably. I got a lot of grumble cakes. Grumble cake, <laughs> which is really weird. Is, Every- it, is it cake that's not happy about you eating it? Well, it says it like it, the little text quote is like it goes down rough. <laughs> <laughs> grumble cakes. <laughs> But I got like that was all. That was mainly what dropped out of that r- random world boss. The two times, the first time where I just ran up and like shot it once and got gold participation, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, that's over now, I guess." <laughs> Go and loot the chest, and I got some gravel cakes out of that. And then when I came back again and did it more legitimately, it was like, "Oh fuck, more gravel cakes!" <laughs> Apparently, that boss just like giving me gravel cakes. So do you, can you cook a cake into something else, or does that not count as a cooking ingredient? Possibly, because I, I, when I was experimenting with the cooking, it was like, you make... You don't generally cook with cakes, though. <laughs> well, it's like you make bread, and then you make a hamburger. Oh, that's okay, that makes sense. <laughs> well, that cake. Makes sense. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll... really like, transmute cake. I'm sure they'll invent some way to use a cake as a cooking ingredient. Cake mutations. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's lots of Guild Wars to be done. You're quite quiet on this, Kips. So I thought you'd be more interested in Guild Wars, but... Um, well, I haven't played it, so... <laughs> well, no, but... <laughs> no, 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 but I thought you'd be more intrigued by Guild Wars. Well, I've seen a, a bit, lot of videos on you it. You played so a lot I've more seen... Guild Wars 1 than I did. I've seen a lot of videos on Guild <laughs> Wars 2, mm. and... One thing you didn't mention, which is quite interesting, is you can go underwater now. Oh, yeah. Well, if you call that quite interesting. <laughs> well, it's just it's just interesting the fact that you get completely different abilities when you're yeah. underwater. Yeah, sucky abilities. It really, it really annoyed me when I went underwater, and it was like, suddenly, because when I'm above ground, I mean, you have your basic... You, well, you don't even really have a basic attack. That's one of the weirder things. Like, your, your first skill slot is your auto-attack. It's like, you, there's no, like, just shoot your gun. It's always a skill, but it auto-cycles by itself, so you don't have to do anything. Mm. Which is really... And it's especially weird, because on my engineer, it's an explosive shot, which does bleeding. And it's yeah. like, that's kind of weirdly powerful for your generic repeating attack. <laughs> mm. But I don't know. I, I think the other ones are kind Because of, I also tried a Guardian character, which is like... Well, Paladin, I guess. Like, Monk slash Warrior, now that there's no straight-up Monk. And that has, like, its repeating attack is, like, a three-step hitting combo that ends with, like, an area of effect heal or something. <laughs> and that was weird. So, yeah. 
Mm. Underwater is kind of sucky. I I had real problems with it because like my the basic auto repeating underwater attack is it homes in, so it's like torpedoes. Yeah, torpedoes. But it does shit all damage compared to my actual guns. <laughs> Even though I had upgraded my harpoon gun or whatever. I have to admit, your engineer class looks fucking mental. It's funny. Because, yeah, you're just randomly switching weapons. You've got flamethrowers, you've got bombs, you've got a glue gun that makes the floor sticky. Well, that's one of the abilities. That, not, that's not even a specific weapon. No, but it's just, it's just, <laughs> it just looks mad. But uh, the, the one thing is, is the combat looks a lot more mobile. Yeah. And like that, that looks like a significant improvement, because it's like you, 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 you move and fire at the same time. You don't have to stand still to do something. Although stuff. it fucked me up so much at the start of the game, because I, because I've been used to playing Guild Wars 1. I kept jumping all the time, because in Guild Wars 1 you press space to target your attack and then start doing the auto-attack, but in Guild Wars 2 now you have a jump, so I'd just be like running up to battle and going, woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'd be jumping all the time, man. Yeah, basically. Just because it looks retarded. So yeah, that screwed me up for quite a while until I was like, no, you have to push one to initiate your attacks, and yeah. then you don't have to stand still, you can actually run around while you're still shooting. <laughs> combat looks a lot cooler now, because it like... It- because it was rel- it could be quite fast paced in some elements of Guild Wars, but then the controls and the way you moved about didn't seem to. Well, they all locked you into place for a lot yeah, of things. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like a bit of a mismatch. They wanted to go for us like a slightly faster paced combat in Guild Wars One, but then had this shitty movement scheme to go with it that made it kind of not. Yeah, and it's like now it seems they balance that out, so you at least play it a bit more. But like everything is play the fight. Although, <laughs> as we suspected from some of the preview videos, it's so fucking hard to tell what's going on. It's just a mash of random things flying yeah. and exploding all over the place. It looked kind of cool. <laughs> it looks but, but, yeah, cool. but yeah, you're right. I suppose that was always a bit of a problem with Guild Wars, though. It's always kind of hard to tell what people were doing. Well, and then a fight always ended in someone casting like, like a fire rain too late. So it'd just be like, it's like everything's dead. That still happens quite a lot. <laughs> Except now the fire rain is like a giant... It's a really weird fit. Well, I think there is still a fire rain type thing. And there's an arrow rain that archers can... Um, mm. Rangers can do. But there's like the, the equivalent of that basic fire rain. It's like this giant fiery rock kind of appears out of nowhere in midair and goes... For like 10 seconds. And then goes... Boof. So it's like everything's already dead. Boof. I think it's like... The combat looks so much more fuddy. Yeah. If you know what I mean. There's a lot more impact to it. Because there was basically no impact on a lot of the stuff in Guild Wars. As, as my fantasy sound demonstration last time would go out, there's all... As it does. There's Although, like, weirdly, for like, considering in Guild Wars 1 when you had your stupid smite, which is like glowing, it like explodes everything around, well, not yeah. really explodes, makes things glow next to you. It kind of hurt a bit, randomly. But now, now I, when I found smite on the Guardian, that that's one skill which has like virtually no effect to it, which I found really weird. Mm. It was like you get like these little wisps that kind of fly through the air over the zone where you find it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's it. That's it. Everything else is like bang, bang, <laughs> boom, line of fire, woof, yeah. like, nice smoke and haze effects going on. <laughs> bang, smash, dying, ah. Yeah. Although it does do a shit ton of damage. Which <laughs> yeah. the best thing about it, it's like disguise damage. You don't notice that it's doing. Although. The one time where I, I, when I kept forgetting to move, when I stood in an area of effect attack, it was like, holy fuck, that just killed me. <laughs> like, it just wears down your health so quickly if you don't remember to move the fuck out of the way. Oh, right, so you can take self damage off certain things. No, not, it wasn't one of my someone, attacks. Someone it was used an attack from it, someone, okay. something else. So, the one thing I suppose we haven't talked about is because you, you said the structure of the game looked kind of different and that, you know, Guild Wars 1 was heavily mission based. Yeah. And a bit of occasional open world traversal. 
with some shitty side quests. And, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, but now they seem to have shifted. From what I saw, the focus looks shifted. Yeah. So that the open world is now the important bit and the missions are like... Well, we haven't the stories, seen enough but of less important. But haven't seen enough of the like where the bigger missions because it's like getting through this first bit of your personal story or whatever. I eventually got through. It's like there's nothing to it really. But there's does this mean backstory and setting things up? I suppose my question here is that is like does it actually mean that they've succeeded in making the open world an interesting place to be, which it kind of wasn't in Guild Wars One? Maybe. Like I said, a lot, a lot of those mission places are like exactly the three same things that you're doing every time. Yeah. You're just grinding them out for points. It'd be interesting to see. Well, yeah, you know, it could be more, it could be uh, expanded in post beta, maybe. Well, yeah. I mean, there was people were saying about like the, the one there was like a dungeon which is supposedly one of the more major parts, and there was only one of them in the beta, and I never got to see that, so mm. I didn't know what that was about. And also, but a bit of a personal gripe. I saw the price of that game. Yes, I thought that as well. That's so like forty-five quid. I mean, everything's not... forty-five quid now. It's like SimCity's going for oh, forty-five wait, wait, wait. quid. For forty-five. Oh, that's that's cheaper than I saw it. It's like the official price is like fifty, fifty-five or something yeah. for the standard edition. So forty-five. Oh, pretty sure I got it. For forty-five, 40. at least. I suppose is on par with console brand new AAA console release. And they, they fortunately for me, they prevented me from buying like the next tier up of whatever collectors, not actually collectors. They have like a middle Deluxe tier. edition. Yeah. And then there's like collectors. Is yeah, I think, top, it was, I think like 100 and something. 130 quid. quid, I think I saw it for. Yeah. But it was like, they helpfully prevented me from buying the deluxe edition because initially it, where it had like descriptions of what was in it, it was like one of them was was uh, like a robotic banker that lets you access your bank from anywhere. And I was like, holy fuck, sweet. But then, then they changed that note to say, a robotic banker that lets you access your bank from anywhere for five days. And I was like, oh, well, now I don't have to care about that. So I can buy the cheaper one. <laughs> For five days. Well, as it turns out, they have like a separate, like, like Spironites, they have a separate type of cat, a separate currency that you can trade between regular gold and this special currency that lets you buy like special shit. With some real money involvement. Yeah, you can real money to buy this special currency if you want, in the classic style, of a semi-free-to-play-esque style. But it's like one of the things you can buy using that special currency is like, access your bank from anywhere as a, like a one shot so you can buy like a stack of these items that let you do it wherever you want mm. and they're like quite cheap I guess I didn't really know what the conversion rate is but it was like relatively good and that's where you also you you can also use that money to buy lo- the stuff like character slots and like uh, the shared bank upgrades you can buy that with that money, which is kind of interesting because it means that you can be able to buy stuff like character slots without having to actually pay real money because you can theoretically just use in-game gold to trade for that currency because yeah. someone else has paid for it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's the same style as Eve, I guess. <laughs> Paying for game time with in-game cash. Yes. So that would be kind of nice. Oh, uh, yeah, that would be all right. Although, in theory, you won't need more than five slots because that's enough for one for each race. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it depends how much the... Uh... The, the, that currency system gets involved later on in the game, I guess. No, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's any reason for it to be anything more than just this, you know, the standard sort of cosmetic and okay, that kind of stuff. Monocle. Yeah, exactly. Simply <laughs> <dull> monocle. <laughs> and they, so, gen- what's your general thought then? Like, I want to play more of it. God damn it! I've been so as soon as it stopped, I was like, damn, I wish I could carry on playing this. I didn't think I would, but then I. It's that classic sort of grindiness that I like, I guess. <laughs> hmm. 
But do you think there is going to be more than that grindiness? I mean, is it going to be... Well, this is, might be, is it enough to be like properly interested in? Well, this might be <laughs> this might actually give me a chance to get into actual PvP because I think now that they've got this whole like sort of more generalized structure that's not necessarily based so much on the guilds, like the world versus world, where it's just like mm. anyone from that server mm. can just go in there and fuck with each other in teams. That seems like it might be in because especially once it gets to larger numbers of people, because then it doesn't matter so much if I shit. <laughs> so do you think the combat will lend itself to a more uh, skill-based form of PvP. I mean, actual player skill, not skills. Well, maybe not, because, I mean, like, originally in the older Guild Wars, you had, you know, when it was just eight people, everyone mattered a lot more. Mm. Whereas I think in this one, it would be okay to be, like, less skilled. You can just get in there and spam some shit. Mm. But then I wonder <laughs> what the point is. Well, it's... It's, it's, it's got, like, a system where you take over castles and things. Yeah, it's got, it's like, not like... Oh, right, so it has objectives. It's not just a... Yeah. It's, it's not like it's a... Not just a big melee. <laughs> well, that'd be pretty funny. It's not like a big map, and you have certain points that you can capture, and then you can build... Well, then the trouble with like that... catapults and stuff to help oh, you take them over and stuff. Okay, that does sound kind of interesting. Of course, the trouble with that will be the server population issue. Because it's basically oh, yeah. three different servers fighting each other. And if you happen to be on a low-population server, you might be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see well there might be incentives to spread to a low pop you know, low or pops might the, maybe, maybe you'll just get a buff or something if yeah. you're, it's like planet side basically probably yeah how which, it used to buff you when you were on the team of the least people which people uh, there, there has been some more hands on time with planet side coming out over the yeah, last yeah I week. signed up for the beta for that but yeah you know that might appear eventually it was convenient that there was actually another Guild Wars 2 beta weekend when I decided to remember to buy that hmm. Because <laughs> I missed the previous one. Don't get me wrong, there are quite, there's quite a lot about Guild Wars 2 that I find intriguing. Well, um, you're going to play it anyway, so... Am I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're going to come with me. And... Uh, I'm being forced. Yep. My, my hand is turned. Well, you, you're like the only person who can do it apart from Rick. Well, yeah, I was thinking Kippers might be more into it than I would be, to well, be honest. maybe, but I'm not convinced yet, to be honest. Okay. I think my biggest problem with, with Guild Wars 2 will be like the whole idea of character progression... Because the, the the fact that even if you can bring someone else into your personal story missions, they have their own individual personal story, which basically means that for the same level, you're doing the, twice as much content. Except it's not really twice as much content, because it's the same content, just sort of veiled in a different way. <laughs> so that kind of might suck for levelling. Mm. You might get over-leveled, except... Oh, no, no, because you don't, do you? Because you, um, in Guild Wars 2, if you go to a, a mission that's... Um, they have caps on the missions, so if you go to a... a oh, right, so if you're, if you're highly over-leveled, you don't get any experience. No, 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 you drop down to that level. Oh, I see, so you downgrade. Well, that's... I mean, that makes sense to balance so you keep the your mission. skills, but then the skills get weaker, or... I don't know about what happens with your skills, but as far as I know, is you go to, like, if it's a level 5 mission... Yeah, but that still doesn't mean you wouldn't gain experience, or does no, it? No, I think you do gain experience, but you, you, you gain can't... experience. Oh, right. You probably, well, no, you probably would gain. Oh, you'd probably gain as much experience as you did when you were still level five, which means at yeah, that exactly. point there's probably, you know, the requirements. Well, yeah, but even, and... even in that case, if it was just like two characters doing each other's personal stories, they'd still be getting enough experience to be overleveled for like the next bit. Because you'd be doing twice as much as what you'd normally do at that point in they the story. They may have thought about that. I hope they have. Yeah. I mean, all the missions, like every mission 
all the missions on the map and all the missions you get given have like the level number yeah. next to them to let but you know what level you're supposed to be. Which yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't be over leveled because it knocks you back to no, that level when you play it. You you can't be over leveled in how difficult it is, but you can be over leveled by getting too much experience overall. Yeah, but it won't affect your game because you can only. No, it won't affect how how well it plays, but it will affect like how worthwhile it is spending the time doing that because you're not really gaining anything from it. Well, so, well yeah, oh, okay. it, would, <laughs> would that so is is, uh, is what you're saying, Kibbs, is that it will down level you for like specific instances, like missions. And so if, like that. if, if you're going back to like. And if you if you're you're like a level thirty character and you're joining into someone and someone who's just starting on their personal story, yeah. you won't be level thirty. Longer. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh well, you will, but you won't yeah. act like it. Yeah, exactly. No, that's that's, that's probably okay if it's in like instances. Well, no, it, stuff in the world probably makes sense to keep your level, but in in like the actual, I'm not sure stuff. how that scales because I mean, stuff in the world definitely does scale automatically depending on how many people there are because mm. you can notice it sometimes where it's like when you're by yourself it's still not really any harder <laughs> mm. which is kind of weird but as I say it's not necessarily a matter of how what the experience is like is like just spending the time doing something that's not necessarily gaining you anything how did Guild Wars handle because Guild Wars had that the first one had that stupid that story moment doesn't it where the, the world gets fucked um, well, several of them. <laughs> Lion's art gets sort of burnt, yeah. And then, but then, does that then force you out of that area? Well, it does, how does the game handle that? Is what I mean. Does it look like the noobs only handling the green area, and there's no way of you going then to the burnt area until you get to that point in the story. It didn't really it's, change any of those like, main areas. Like I thought it did. I thought a large portion of the world gets burnt, and well, like Ascalon like when you leave, well. just gets it gets like, like the fire rain or whatever comes down. Even if you're leaving Ascalon, but it's like you can still get. Although most of the time, in like the where you, if you go back to missions, it's more obvious if you're going from like a character from one of the other expansions in Guild Wars. Like mm. if you take one of your, if you take a faction's character and go back into the Guild Wars One world, you come in at Lion's Arch because that's the port, mm. and then you can do the story missions from then on. Oh, like right. all the jungle missions, mm. but if you if you travel through the world back to the earlier missions, like Asgard or whatever, it says like this is a reenactment of what happened in history. <laughs> I see. Wait, so so yeah, maybe I'm remembering it wrong. Then I thought maybe there was like a segregation that happened. Right, players that don't reach this point don't see the other players. And no, I don't think they change any of the major zones that much. Okay. Yeah. That does happen sometimes. I mean, there is a couple of bits that in missions that do stuff like that, where things blow up and it's like, no, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Guild Wars. Going to play more of that <coughs> whenever it eventually comes out. Excuse me. Right. Okay. We're rattling through this. We've got like half an hour low. Yeah. Well, I can hold off on talking about Mass Effect. Cause... Well, you need to talk to Dan about it. So. Yeah. Just Unfortunately, like I haven't really taught, hit any spoilerific moments on it, but my god, is that game frustrating in places? <laughs> so it's uh, uh, yeah, I'll have a bit of a bunny with Dan about the combat, especially in Mass Effect Three. And similarly, we can't really talk about Fez without Dan. I mean, we could theoretically well, we could, talk, we to could sort of talk about Fez. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about Fez. Yeah, we can talk about Fez a little in a generally kind of way, I guess, about how awesome we are. Clearly, yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the, bit, the stupid thing is that I'm finding it hard to dispute that at this point <laughs> it's like Fez is awesome let's make that absolutely clear it's quality you know it's, it's a fascinating game it's just so 
it gets you thinking in ways you're not quite expecting. And then I, 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 I bet the only sort of failing I think I've had in Fez is that I was perhaps expecting it to be harder than it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like um, when we've heard like uh, you know, on podcasts and things like that, people struggling to hit the initial 32 mark, which is like the first time you complete the game, supposedly, is when you hit that 32 cube mark. Because there's basically a door that you need 32 cubes to open that supposedly just triggers the end sequence. Or the, the first, first end, end sequence. sequence. Yeah. But then there's, um, but then we're rattling for it. We're nearly at 50. And yeah. We haven't really had, had much of a problem getting to that. Which point. was actually really funny because it's like, when you start the game, you come out to this like hub sort of, where it's like, look at this door, it's got four cubes on it, you need four cubes to open this, and here's one that has eight, and here's one that has sixteen, and then we just would go off into sort of what might be considered the overworld, rather than like this specific area. Mm. We picked up a shit ton of cubes, and then eventually we got to like 32 cubes, and, and, and the thing pops up and says, now you can open that door with 32 cubes on in that ancient city, and we're like, what ancient city? <laughs> We've never actually been there! <laughs> We've never needed to. There are still things that, yeah, that's, I don't know, there's just something about that game. I don't know, it's hard to describe. It's not without its faults. It has a few glitches. We haven't had a crash on it. No. Some people have been hideously complaining about. Yeah. And the patch hasn't even dropped yet, as far as I can tell, that supposedly fixes all of this. We do have some loading glitches. Well, yeah. Although I think that might be because I'm playing it off the memory stick. Oh. I'm playing it off an external memory stick as opposed to off the hard drive. Yeah, that might be. So it might, it might mess up the loading. It's, it's like the game doesn't know, doesn't expect it to take a long time to load an area. Yeah. So like you're, you're zooming into the next one, and then just as you get there, it goes, "Oh fuck, I haven't got this." <laughs> and so it all, the screen goes blank for a second, like the world disappears. Well, it's because it's like it's zooming into basically a picture. Yeah. And it's like, oh wait, we haven't actually loaded level geometry when this picture disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it goes. Eventually, it will black out to the the loading spinning cube, and then. Go back to the game, and so it's like that could be because of, put it on a hard drive. Maybe it'll work better. <laughs> Maybe um, it's just the discovery element of that game where you're figuring everything out on your own. It's like this is a treasure map. Oh well, there were there were puzzles we solved without using the treasure. Well, map. there was that one and, specific and one just, where we where we it was a. It's a, you get a treasure map which shows you where like here's a floating island that you normally can't get to, and it shows you like an invisible platform on this map and we were like oh you can jump on this platform but then you can't jump to this to the island because it's actually too far away from that platform and And we were like oh just and Rob was just like jumping and dying and jumping and dying (laughs) so you're playing it together yeah yeah yeah. I'm helping (laughs) Rob's playing I didn't know you could do it multiplayer you don't don't. I'm doing the I'm doing doing the movement I'm doing the brain work (laughs) exactly I'm I'm the grunt he's the he's the brains Brains and brawn. But that's, yeah, that's the phrase. So Rob was on this invisible platform jumping all over the place, and then eventually he randomly got the correct combination of like jumping and rotating, and he hit another invisible platform and fell off. It's like, oh, there it is. So well, we, I figured, yeah, we worked out that if that the, by rotating the screen, the platform doesn't exist except in one orientation. Yeah. Um, but then, sort of by accident, by me like trying and doing multiple rotations whilst jumping, I discovered where the second platform in the air happens to be and at what orientation it sits at. Yeah, so we and found then we that. made it to the platform. And then... <laughs> Much later, once we picked up, you get like a cube which is to, is meant to explain like numbers and there's also one for the alphabet. But we, these, these aren't spoilers because there are achievements attached to these that tell you you're going to get these. Yes. But you, we got this cube and it's like, oh, you can rotate this. And it's like, what happens if you go back to one of those maps and rotate it? And then on the other side of the map shows you where the other platform is. And it's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> that's how you're meant to do that. Now we know that you can rotate things. Look yeah, at the back. That's, that's important. That's, that's not a spoiler. You can rotate fucking objects. I was just too dumb to try it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's really the only thing we've brute forced, I think. 
You know, what the language... Oh, well, no, wait, we accidentally solved the folding cube puzzle. Yes, well, yeah, let's not, let's not reveal what the solution is for that, but no. yeah, we accidentally solved that one, and we were like, what the fuck just happened? And that's the only time we've looked anything up so far, is to be this is like, why did we just solve that puzzle? <laughs> because then, of course, we can't figure it out, because that puzzle's gone, you're, yeah. you've done it, it's over. You wouldn't have it's... thought, especially for that puzzle in particular, you wouldn't have thought it was possible to accidentally solve that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Because it's actually quite a complicated layout of blocks you have to move it around. Been a, yeah, it would have been a sort of tricky thing to... <laughs> do and it looked like I didn't even think oh yeah anyway yeah I didn't think I didn't think I'd remotely done it right but <laughs> even when we knew what the odds are yeah the other things that we like the discovery elements of all the well the language and stuff but mainly the first thing that we were sort of awesome for was the like the rotation code basically Oh, so yeah, some of those are easy, though. Well, no, it was like the first time we did it, it was cool, where it had like that pillar oh. that lit up and told you what button you were pushing, basically. The Tetris translator. Yeah. Yes, that that was fun. And then we were like, oh, we got the achievement for that. Let's look at the achievements. Oh, there's an achievement that tells you how to rotate, and then you get another cube. <laughs> yeah, there's an achievement that's a clue for a... <laughs> for a cube in the game, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that was funny. There's a lot of meta stuff going on. Yeah. Is, uh... But yeah, there's a lot of stuff we still don't know. Even at this late stage, there's an awful lot of stuff we can't figure out or haven't been able to... Well, we, and some we haven't even seen. Well, apparently. we're assuming there are more clues that we haven't seen and things like that, but that game is so brilliantly put together. It's like it's... Although, fucking riddles. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing that's fucked us up. As soon as we got to an actual riddle, we figured out the language easy enough, and then when once we translated something and it was a riddle, it was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's like now, now we're in trouble. Now we're gonna to have to actually think laterally and all that crap. Yeah, it's not just like assigning a number to a li- to a symbol. <laughs> That's easy. That's logic. But it's properly good. But it leaves it leaves it leaves me with a problem. Yeah. How do you follow up a game like that? <laughs> take ten years. <laughs> yeah, take ten years. Do it again. It's like, well, maybe they'd make one that's got well, slightly ramps up the difficulty slightly quicker. Well. I don't know, because it is almost sort of an open world aspect to it, that we, we just sort of, we almost came, came to some of the things in the right order, sort of naturally. I'm not sure whether we... Oh, on the clock. We still haven't figured out most of the clock. No, we know what's up with the clock. It's just a stupid thing, where it depends on your fucking system clock. No. <laughs> That's never going, you're going to have to disconnect your Xbox from the internet and edit the time and then go into the game and then click the thing. No, I don't want to deal with that. No, no. so we're never going to get that until, like, the last possible moment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, apparently some of those are ridiculous. Like you have to actually wait like a week or a month for it to that clock, hit the exact it, right time. Well, it's because it's I think four it may signs. Be, I think it may be weeks because we did the the second one was easy, and then there's minutes, hours, and then presumably days. Yeah. So because yeah. it's a four sided clock, however long the day, it might yeah, it might be twelve days. Yeah. For that to go around. So yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Maybe we'll get lucky. I doubt. It. <laughs> That's going to have to be a system clock editing thing to do. <laughs> Which is kind of poop. But it's kind of in the whole vein of the game. The whole game goes down this I'm a game thing, doesn't it? It's yeah. like it, it doesn't play up to the fact that it's just a game presented in pixels. It's like it, it sort of parodies itself. Yeah, I guess. But it starts with a crash, which is funny. <laughs> the start is fantastic. <laughs> Boop screen. Well, and we found like the glitch room. Oh, the glitch room. Was one cool. of the most recent things we did. That was just, so like nasty. a massive garbled screen of constantly jiggling sprites. It's like, how do you work your way through this? It's fucking difficult. 
and my brain hurt a little bit afterwards after staring <laughs> it's at it's an actually. epilepsy warning day yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure the game has an epilepsy no, warning it, <laughs> it really needs one but yeah quality game definitely you know that, this is there's, there's not many and considering it was quite cheap well, yeah, it didn't come out. We were thinking it was going to come out because it was part of the summer of arcade stuff that would come at the elevated price tag, like things like Trials of Head and what did Minecraft come out? Seven hundred, sixteen hundred. Jeez, um, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Out. Um, yeah, but then this one sort of slots nicely in at eight hundred, and you're like, oh, okay, that's that's actually not that bad. Yeah, and it's well worth it. <laughs> I mean, I don't normally say that about a lot of XLR titles, but 800 points for this is is a, is good. Yeah. That's a perfect price point. Providing you, you're finding you're good at puzzles. Well, even you can enjoy it even without that. The world is fun to just traverse. Yeah, yes. And Providing you're good at platforming. Providing <laughs> <laughs> you're not completely retarded in your jumping. you have some sense of spatial awareness. You're yeah. Fine. I don't know. I, I, I love it. I think it's great. Seriously. It might be a... Con- I... I, I, I I would put money down now that we put this down for some sort of award at the end of the year. Yeah, maybe. In the, in the GOT-wise. In the goatees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. I'll put it in for music again, because I like super chip music. The music is great, actually. It's all sort of ambient, mostly, isn't yeah. it? But there, there's the odd moment where it's some, suddenly... Well, there's the musical room. There's the music room, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. It's really good. You look at you don't look confused. But... <laughs> Give us his board. No. <laughs> Give us his board, my cousin. I've seen that uh, because um, our cousin got it and he's played it a lot. Mm. And he, I'm, we're beating him. <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> on the leaderboards we have a better percentage. Oh, he, he brought it round mine and we had a look at it. Mm. And uh, I wasn't that bothered about it. That's <laughs> yeah, cool. It's too many stupid little gimmicky things. Like that's the whole game. The exactly. whole game is gimmicks. Exactly. That's not my kind of but thing. But every gimmick is original like, every not, time. I'm not into stupid games like that, like Braid and things like that. I'm not really interested in things like that. Speaking I can understand which, why you might not like Braid because Braid's kind of awkward in places. It's like you know, you know all the mechanics, but actually doing it is kind of this is very different in that the whole point of the game is to discover the mechanics, which is a different. Experience braid. I can you, you can get kind of annoyed at because it's like this puzzle is fucking impossible, <laughs> and then you'll like just accidentally, especially with some of the time bending things where it just sort of happens after a while of you trying it. It's like, oh, okay, conveniently I've done something which seems to have put this into the right state so I can achieve this. Yeah, sweet. Speaking well, of stupid shit that Rick won't care about, another puzzle game yeah. that I purchased and played when it was on sale on Steam. I got that cube game. Oh, yeah. With a cube. Quab. Quabby. It's another puzzling platforming game, I guess, except it's in 3D, so it's more like Portal. And, like, you have... Oh, you, I've you, heard of that. You move yeah. bits of It didn't get great reviews, did it? Well, it's, it's not a very long game, which is the first thing. Mm. <laughs> it's a, definitely an indie-ish kind of game, you can tell. Which but is why I've got it within like cheap. Hour, two hours? Like a couple of hours. Okay. Although then again, this was another case where I was clearly also at puzzles, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to spend long. But it's like you have like the different coloured bits of walls like extrude in different ways. Where it's basically, you know, it's not complicated. It's like the red thing comes out in three steps and then the yellow thing has like three of them that come out in a staircase fashion mm. and the blue thing is a jump pad. <laughs> Right. That's about it. Really. It's about how you manipulate them, or do you make them in the world, or no? It's just how you manipulate them to solve the puzzle, and then it, I mean it gets more complicated because you get like 
sections of the wall that you rotate so you can have the different things that be on one of the four different surfaces of okay, the wall yeah. and that sort of stuff. And then eventually you get like magnets where it drags blocks around and you have to like levitate them into the air hmm. by pushing them upwards and then using the magnets to levitate them in, at the correct height to activate triggers and stuff. So I'm trying to put this in the, in a way I can describe. So it's kind of, it's got the aesthetic of Portal. Yeah, quite a lot. But actually doesn't really do much in the way of new, like puzzle solving mechanics, I guess. No, well. You're just doing it from first person. I guess. I mean, it's just like, it's a kind of puzzle. I don't think I, you know, I wouldn't say it's not new. But I don't think I don't think I've seen anything do particularly these exact mechanics. Okay, but you're just—it's not you know. There's not much to it. Once you find, once you get those few mechanics, it's like just different ways to combine them. Hmm. Although I did get a bit stuck right at the end. There is, the other—I think the other problem with it is like physics, because <laughs> as soon as you have a fucking physics engine. For some reason, people seem to be ridiculously enthusiastic about using their physics engine to make nice physics when they really shouldn't. Because it's like, for example, like one of the last puzzles you have, you're using the magnets in basically a sealed room hmm. to like shove these blocks around, and you have to basically rearrange the blocks into a specific order right. by like butt- butting them up against things that you can extend out of the wall. Or oh, okay, right, right. But because those cubes are physics based on like havoc or whatever. Oh, they move they can, they can like, like roll off a point or, like, bump into each other and, like... When you really want them to just behave. When you want grid. them, yeah, we want them fixed to a grid. <laughs> so, it's like, that kind of sucks. I mean, it does... You, does it, how badly does it fuck you up, then? Well, there's, you know, there's a big reset button on the wall, so you can just <laughs> start over. That's still annoying. But it's like, it's like, you shouldn't have had a physics engine, or at least not that good a physics engine. Yeah, maybe not in that bit, yeah. But it's like... What, I guess that's sort of a problem with modern games now because you can't make a bad physics. <laughs> it's like, everything has like prob- well, what is it based on? Does it, I, like, I can't it, remember whether it, it was Havoc or not, or is it Source or? It's not Source, but it might have. It might. Oh no, I think it was Physics. Oh right, in this one. Yeah, Physics. So yeah, that was kind of like. <laughs> too too much of a physics engine. <laughs> <laughs> too much physics. But also, it, the weird, like, sort of weirdly, conversely to that, it has, like, absolutely no physics on your player character. <laughs> really? Like, if there's a moving object or whatever, you can just pass straight through it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's kind of odd. Like, you get, like, look, like, you get these weird little sort of ball robots that trace around the edge of walls or whatever. Mm. If you happen to get in the way of one of those, it just goes straight through you. <laughs> well, are they not important to the puzzle? Or? No, they are. They're part oh, right. of the puzzle. It's just like he doesn't want you to cock it up. I see. Well, that's probably okay. Yeah. Sort of makes sense. But you still get affected by, like, solid things in the world. (laughs) Yeah. It's not no-clip mode. (laughs) Okay. That was about that for that game. Okay, total, like, marks for Quavi then? I don't know. Six, seven. (laughs) Not, 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 like, crazy crazy. is it? It was, like, five quid when I got on sale. Five quid for that? Yeah. (laughs) It was maybe a little expensive even then. Hmm. I got Just Cause 2 for five quid. <laughs> that was definitely a very specific sale. I got Duke Nukem Forever for three pounds. <laughs> that was not even worth three pounds. <laughs> it was, it was it's worth awesome, a play. though. It was, it was fun. Yeah. It's retarded in yeah, every possible is. way. and It's, it's not, what you expected. And it's not a good game, no, but it's still fun. It's what I expected, totally. Mm. And that was that. I what basically was... finished that really quick in like two hours. 
And it has like, it has a no story story. <laughs> like it doesn't even ha- try to explain anything. It's like you wake up, you wake up, yeah. then you start doing puzzles. And then like there's a bit where a lift collapses and you fall down into a dark area and then you go through that and then you come out and then, and then you jump, then like the station starts blowing up for some reason and you jump into the skateboard and it turns out you're on the moon all along. And then that's it. <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, big spoilers for no, like totally irrelevant spoilers. So yeah, the no, the no, they go for the no story story. Yeah. Absolutely no story. And then... So the Limbo-like story, I suppose, there isn't really a story. Well, I think Limbo probably has more, like, elements that hint towards the story. You don't know how the fuck you got there, you just know that you're there. Yeah, but there probably has more hints than this bit, where it's just like, you're... I don't know, there's... there's You're in some kind of science. There's kids in a factory and and, and water, and then you find your sister, and then the game ends. The fact that you can find your sister probably tells you quite a lot. That's it, that's the entire story, I've just told you it right there. (laughs) And it's black. (laughs) Everything's black. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> and then I played a lot of other stupid shit. Which is to say, old I... stupid shit. Oh, really? You've gone retro? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. Alright, lay it on me. Well, it's sort of mainly been because of shit that I've been hearing about on the podcast. Because <laughs> they keep talking about old games that I like, and then I'm like, I can dig that, I'll play that. Like, So first there was like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. And also because I got that disc back off Dad at last. Because I knew that he had it, and it turned out he did. So I was like, I got a hold of that, and installed it, and it totally works in Windows 7, and I was like, sweet. <laughs> so I played that, and ramped around all over the place, in the Tony Hawk style. Uh, Tony Hawk's 2 is my favourite game like that I think I prefer Tony Hawk's 3 in terms of like the mechanics of it but the actual like levels are better in yeah. Tony Hawk's 2 I mean I literally knew every nook and cranny of Tony Hawk's 2 yeah. well you had to because in, 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 there was the only way to complete the game yeah because there was a lot of things where it was like you had to do a specific thing to unlock another area yeah like grind on this one specific rail <laughs> the problem is I wouldn't be able to remember any of it now oh you'd be surprised how quickly you'd yeah. remember it again <laughs> you pick it up quite fast it's not those levels aren't nearly as big as you might remember in fact no two two are quite small yeah although they have said that, that in the new HD version there's going to be some stuff coming from three that, right. was it they were talking about that they've added reverts are, are reverts the tricks where you go up are they like lip tricks or well no I think the ones that they're talking about are the ones where you go over a spine spine transfers Oh, right. Is that what they were calling reverse? Right. Because apparently they said that they added the, the, the ability to do it in two, in, in, in the, in the levels that were designed for Tony Hawk's two. Yeah. Um, that you couldn't do it before, but. I didn't even uh, remember that you could do manuals in two. <laughs> I didn't think you could in two. You can. Yeah. <laughs> that was in two. And they count for combos and everything. It's not just a pointless Yeah, thing. that was yeah. the thing about the reverts that they added, that they don't add yeah. to a combo. So it doesn't affect the scoring system. It's just a means of traversing the world. Not that matters in two, no. and of course in two, uh, it's like the old classic like magnetic bowls where it's like if you're in the corner of a bowl, yeah. you like <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. Just go go round and like a novel bit, especially if you find one that's like a, like really a, small. Like a small circle, and you just go. Hey! <laughs> I want to be able to see a, like a replay camera from yeah. afar, just so you see how retarded it looks. Someone has to hack that shit. Well, it has a replay, and it's just the camera isn't quite that far out. No, but it still kind of follows the. It's the not like it's it. not like the behind the back cam. It's normally in. It does have like special camera angles. Oh, right. They're just not far enough away to really see that. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, I played a fair bit of that. I got to the last level and then I couldn't be bothered to try and do the last because it's that stupid fucking Mexican bull ring with the loop the loop. Yeah. And th- that's like a it's a tournament, so you have to get a score. 
I thought it ended on the Tokyo thing. Oh, no, that's, that's free. free. Yeah. But you have to get a score on it, and I can't find any of the gaps, so... Hmm. The only one I know is the loop and going up to the sands, which isn't enough to score very much. Mm-hmm. Although, to be honest, it appears that you don't have to score very much judging by those speed runs. Yeah. <laughs> just just do a, an A trick and then leave. Yeah. It'll go. There you go. Ten, ten, ten out of ten. So that was that. And then another thing that they were talking about on the Voncast, which also mysteriously still works on Windows 7, they were talking about Sim Golf. Oh, sorry. oh uh, yes, no, I heard them talking about this. And I was like, fuck yeah, Sim Golf, I'll go and play that. And then, uh, and Ryan was like, oh, I'm gonna have to install an XP virtual machine or whatever. And I'm like, hmm, really? So I went and installed it. And it was like, no, this works perfectly fine on Windows 7, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then I sent him a message which said, actually, you can play this on Windows 7, which I don't know whether he's going to get. I might email the Bombcast email yeah, <laughs> just to make sure. Do so. But yeah, so Sweet I played not. some of that. Apart from, that game's not, really as fun as it first appears. I remember it being pretty shitty. Well, it's it's not a bad game in, like, its mechanics of, like, building the course or whatever, and, like, how, you know, you the, like, the elements and where you put them and stuff actually matters, and, you know, it makes the course interesting or challenging or whatever. But the, it's kind of stifled by the, by the crap mechanic of you have to wait for this one specific guy to come and play your course to unlock more land. Oh, right. So you can only like you have to fit so many holes in, and then he comes and plays, and he's like, "Now you can buy more land, and then you and then you can actually extend." Then you redesign? Do you add more holes, or do you redesign your existing ones? No, you add more holes, which is also another problem because you have to like really plan ahead. Where it's like, I have to fit eighteen holes into this area somehow. Mm. Well, not the eventual hole area. You have to fit eighteen holes. Obviously, you don't try to cram eighteen holes into the first area. <laughs> I've got weird images in my head of it being looking a bit like mini golf, like where the people are huge and the holes are tiny. Yeah, well. Not quite that bad. Relatively huge. Mm. They have to be big enough so you can distinguish them, and then you have pointless little animations, and they all spout similish all the time or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I played some of that, and then I remembered that it wasn't that that fun initially, unless you, like, actually plan ahead a lot. So I was like, now I can actually get back into it, now that I've remembered why. (laughs) Remembered that you have to, like, build your buildings in a specific place in order to not cram them into the wrong area of your course to allow you to curl the holes around. So it took a little while to rediscover the actual tactics. Yeah, the tactics that you're using to avoid the jankiness of it. And then the last thing I played, which doesn't work on Windows 7, because it's a DOS game, (laughs) and dug out Cyril for Cyberpunk again. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Which I had done again quite recently, relatively, but I think that must have been on my last PC, because I'm fairly sure I hadn't done it on... Well, maybe because it wasn't installed on the version of DOSBox I have on this machine. It was a while ago now. (laughs) But yeah, so I went back to that, and... The first time I played it, which would have been like 92 or something, no, not that old, 96 or something. Yeah, it's pretty old though. But yeah, the first time I played it, I got to like this certain level and then I got stuck. Because I was like, I could it was basically starting to turn into quite a maze at that point in the game. I don't game. think I could ever get past the um, second version of this, one of the metal levels or something, I can't remember. It was... <laughs> That's not specific enough. No, it's not. I, I, I don't know if it was the factory or what, like the... Well, the place I got, oh, I, the place I remember getting stuck was on one of the cyber factory levels, and there's three of them. Yeah, I think I only ever got, I always got stuck at the second and just couldn't find the route. Yeah, I, I did manage to get past the second one, but I got onto the third one. But then when, when I got onto the third one, which I think was further than I'd ever got before, mm. it was like, I think there's actually a bug. 
Because it's like there's basically an invisible wall and you can see a bit, you can see like a bit of level that you could theoretically get into. But there's an invisible wall and behind that there's a fucking pass guard and it's like, oh shit, now I can't. And the other trouble is that the, the door that this theoretically opens isn't just a, isn't like a door door. So it's not even labelled. So I'm not even sure if that's the pass guard you need to get to open this door. Mm. There's no way of knowing. I can't get to it. <laughs> So I was thinking maybe I could... Uh, apparently there's cheats that might that I might be able to use to just, like, give me all the pass cards. Oh, so I might be able to bypass that and mm. get through the level, see the rest of the game. Because <laughs> apparently there might be quite a few more levels after that, even. We never did get past that, though, did we? Ever. Well, the, the maze aspect of those Cyber Factory levels got quite extreme. Mm. And it, the main problem with them is it's a lot of vertical maze. Yeah. There's like like a series of platforming, basically, that you have to do. And if you fall, you go right down to the bottom. <laughs> yeah, it's really bloody irritating. I do remember that much. Had some cool music. Yeah, exactly. That game had good music in general. <laughs> For a DOS game, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Chiptastic. Old school. And that was it, I think, apart from Minecraft, obviously. I haven't played Dwarf Fortress. Wait. I played some Eve. Still. Anything happening? Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's something I was going to say about you, but I forgot what it was. So never mind. It's probably not important. I've got iPad stuff I can talk about. <sighs> Do we need to? I'd <laughs> say <laughs> okay, gaming is cool. Oh, no, it's not. Got some time. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I did try one of the big hitters, supposedly, on the iPad, which was... Um, uh, the cut the rope game. Oh, right. Oh, you just play that on Internet Explorer. <laughs> oh, yeah, true. But I just hadn't played it. Or Chrome. It's, well, cut the rope experiments, technically, oh, yeah, on iPad, which is, which is free. And, you know, it seems suited to touch controls, you know, so I'll do, well, I'll I do guess it that it would way. Be. Yeah. It's all right. I don't quite get why it's the phenomenon that it is. It's a bit like Angry Birds in that respect. It's like, Angry Birds is cool, but I'm not quite sure why it's as big as it is. It's, Cause it's a casual game. Yeah. Casual people play. It's like, it's fine. It's, it's a bit more, <laughs> it's a bit more involved, I think, Cutler, because everything happened, everything, the levels happen quite quickly. Yeah. So it's like, if you're not on the ball, like, it'll take you a few times to know what's going on almost sometimes, and like, alright, I've got to do that, that, and that, and the physics will then cause it to do that, and then, um, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting, but, there seems to be a, far too many. Le- this sounds bad, but it seems like there's too many levels because <laughs> it kind of gets kind of dull. <laughs> well, it's like I picked up my dad's iPad and looked at one of the things that my mum had put on there, and it was one of it's one of those um, things where you have to move the blocks to unlock the block that you know slide the block out the middle. Soccer bag. Yeah, like that. Apart from that, it's like long blocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. But they used to do it with cars. Oh, yeah, they used to yes, do it with, yes, yeah, like, like that, that traffic like that. puzzle. Car yeah. park. Yeah. Block or Car park cafe. It's basically <laughs> that. And that has about a million, billion levels, except they're all the same. Because yeah. I went to like the easiest because I was just pissing around. And it, it's like, you slide the things and then you go out and then it just goes straight on to the next level. And I was like, so I can do them. And then eventually I start to realise that they all only take five moves on easy. Mm. So I was just like, ding, 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 zik, ding, 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 zik, ding, ding, ding. And I was like, so I did this for like five, five or ten minutes. And I was like, this is still going. And then I went back to the level select screen and looked at and scrolled through the pages and pages of the levels. Like, fuck, how many levels are there? And it's like 2,000 different versions of this same five move puzzle. <laughs> It's like, there can't possibly be 2,000 different ways to put these blocks in there, so it only takes five moves to solve it, isn't it? <laughs> Apparently there is. But it wasn't, but you don't think they're actually getting any harder, as you No. Guess, so. they, they were all basically exactly the same at some point. Strange. But there was a, uh, it, it's clearly, obviously, it's 
it must be like almost every extrapolated position that they can exist in. Because yeah, yeah. there were a couple of them where it's sort of like, this isn't even a puzzle, where it's sort of like... <laughs> can, you do, can you do them out of sequence then? Really? Yeah, you can like... pick any level in that huge, ridiculously long level select mm. screen. <laughs> like 2,000 goddamn different versions. I was still annoyed that they didn't bother putting um, any user create any, any user generated content into the Choo Choo version on um, iPad. What like user generated content do you want? Rocket. Well, on Dreamcast and on to a lesser extent on GBA, then you had the ability to create puzzles and, oh, right, yeah, and the share puzzles. them. And it's like, I guess that makes I, sense. yeah, and there was there. Was, Hundreds and hundreds of them on the GBA version. Yeah, but they've only pulled, as far as I know, all the ones from Dreamcast, mm. which is a very paltry selection, and they don't really get hard until the last, the last category. This yeah. is a shame. It's like, but Choo Choo Rocket was amazing anyway. I was thinking of getting it just so see how the multiplayer works because you can supposedly it it supposedly splits the the grid up into like so it's like split screen gaming, but you crowd around the iPad, right, and, and you put your own tiles on your own thing to do the craziness of it but it might not work might not be quite so appealing on the little diddy grids or we can just actually do your retro day and get the the dreamcast out (laughs) if it works my my third dreamcast works (laughs) the other two don't but yeah i don't know choo choo sounds amazing still just to bring back out that game just i've got it on my android yeah (laughs) what's your your opinions on the mobile version then because that'll be the same it was alright I didn't I only played it like once and got bored of it fair enough (laughs) (laughs) I think Choo Choo was all about the multiplayer really but the puzzles were cool but there weren't enough on the original and then GBA fixed that problem and now they've unfixed that problem (laughs) balls Uh, Choo Choo was awesome love that game Uh, what else have been playing I finished Anomaly yeah, the campaign. Did you say that last time? I'm not sure I did. Well, I mean, obviously not last time. Was, it was E3. But... I think we talked about it off air. Um, yeah, I finished it. So I'm left with this thing called Squad Assault, Assault Mode. There's a couple of variants of it, but I've only tried actual Squad Assault. Yeah, and um, it's like a, um, a survive ten waves sort of version. Right, you plot your course through, and you have to try. But um, annoyingly. And it plays okay. It's fine. You have to go to these like little power station things, destroy everything around it, and it gets harder as you go through. More enemies spawn each wave, and of course you're earning money as you do so. If you if you plan your routes accordingly, so you do the objective within the time limit and pick up cash along the way, you've got enough to sort of build up your troops as you go. Yeah. Annoyingly, though, this mode can take like there's ten waves, and they take about five minutes each to, to process. That, you know, for you to yeah. for you to do, which means the game probably is going to take about forty to fifty minutes, depending on how quickly you tackle it, which is quite a long time. <laughs> and there's no checkpointing no. at all, and the game doesn't save your state. I mean, a lot of iPad games, when you like go out of the app, yeah, and stuff like that, it will remember it forevermore until you go back into it. This game doesn't do that. It, um, it doesn't doesn't you know if you go out for too long. Yeah, the iPad turns it off and then you go into the game and then it's lost your state and you have to do the thing again. So it's like, I'm like, fuck that shit. This, is, this isn't why I play iPad. I play iPad for resumable. You like, play iPad for some reason. I, I play iPad for quick, short burst games. So, oh, and I picked up Plants vs. Zombies because it, again, because it went cheap. Got out. It went cheap. And the iPad version is the, is, is the superior. No, you're going to be buying Peggle on it. <laughs> no, I'm not going to buy Peggle. And the Xbox version is the, is the winner for that. But, but yeah, Plants vs. Zombies still cool. The new Magic game comes out in four days. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I noticed. So, what, what do, do we know? What that focuses on? Is it on? Has there been new sets in the last year? Yeah, there's been a whole new block. Um, the, the Innistrad block. Oh yeah, started course, yeah. around the same time as the last game. Mm. And then but they didn't really feature it in. 
No, it, it, there was add-on packs, I think, wasn't there? Oh, okay. Right. But yeah, and then they've got the new core set since then, obviously M12, and then it will feature cards from the new one, M13, as well. Mm. Is it still going to be the same sort, like the, you know... Yeah, it's the, going to be exactly the, Like, with the big dudes. I think it'll the be exactly cars the same, as far as I know, yeah. Did you do any of the... There's the Arch Enemy. Yeah, or, yeah, there's the puzzles on Arch Enemy. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I haven't done much of the Arch Enemy stuff. I no, I haven't, I've finished the main campaign, but yeah, I haven't, I I've, I've done some of the Arch Enemy. It's fucking hard. <laughs> but the it's puzzles on Arch Enemy are impossible. I cannot figure them out. I think I spent, I've done a couple of them. I spent, like, a good hour or so a few, oh. weeks, a few weeks back just trying to figure out how it's even remotely possible. It's the one where... You get the ability to you your opponent your thing your um, guys don't really have much. You're playing as like a vampire guy, right? Yeah. And you have the ability to steal an enemy's creature. And the, no, no, you have goblins. That's it. You have the goblin king as your option, so you could make your goblins more powerful. Oh, I think I did this that way. Or grab the or steal a creature and try and get through as a flyer. Oh, I, got, I, I, so I just could not find the combination that would work. I'd get in, I found one that would get him down to one health. Yeah. But then I'd murder myself as part of that process because of some side effect. And it's like, like, damn! I can't remember how I did it, but all I remember is it's really straightforward. Is it? Yeah, it's not complicated at all, but it just took me fucking ages to figure it out. (laughs) Yeah, it's deceptive, that one. It's like, well, maybe it is just like, I'll just tell everyone to attack, or just put those creatures down and go. But it's like, he has just, he always seems to have just enough creatures to block everything. Just enough damage to... Yeah, no, it is simple. I just can't remember how to do it. <laughs> but I can probably show you if we look at it or something. Yes, I might need to uh, revisit but, that. Yeah, magic is awesome still. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> alright, it's alright. I find myself not really wanting to play it above other stuff, but it's still... Well, the thing is, I wish it was more than what it is. Like, yeah. if there was a proper version of it... if it didn't have the it, fucking loading pauses on the Xbox yeah. version. Like, so it might be better getting on Steam, because apparently you don't get them. Well, yeah, I, I have. I, I did play the the PC version of M, the last one a couple okay, of times, yeah, yeah. and it did seem a bit quicker and stuff. Mm. But because it's a pain in the ass if you just want to go to the deck manager, and you have yeah, that epic loading pause, yeah. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's not good for that. But yeah, stream load the cards. I wish it. they just have like a, a free version of the on. You know, you know, they've got Magic Online, which is yeah, basically yeah. the same as the paper one, mm. and you have to pay virtually the same amount. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, like, for people like me who can't actually play with people. But I like having the cards. Yeah, the cards add something. So it's a tabletop game for a reason. Yeah. But the only way I could possibly play it is if I played the online version, which Mm. sucks. But I wish they'd just make a a more fully-fledged standalone game. Yeah, I suppose it's tricky, because Magic's main money uh, acquisition is through... Uh, buying expansions and buying things like that. And exactly. It would cut into their market if they did it. It just sucked. Because well, they well, used well, to do it. Yeah. They did it a couple of times back in, like, 97. Yeah, you are restricted to how you can play it, I suppose, on a console as well. You don't get quite the same thing. You can't play it multiplayer, for instance, unless you have live. You can't do... You can't get everyone in the same room and play Magic, because you can see no. each other's hands. It's... But you know what I mean? They could release a proper version where you can actually make your own decks and... Yeah, I mean, that that was fr- that's frustrating. I, I, I sort of would think they'd, they'd sort of do that as an advanced mode, like have every card that was in the game. Um, but then but then I suppose they don't do they, they don't really include the entire set, do they? Well, no. In, in the games. 
No, that's what I mean. It is, it is a very streamlined version, and I see what they're going for, but I also see your point as well, is that for actual experienced players, it's not much of a... There's, you know, there's a lot of limitations that you kind of wish, well, I, don't, I wouldn't put that in there, and I wouldn't do yeah, that. It's, it's mainly like, because... That. Like even online, it's not much, in, not very interesting because you're all limited to using exactly the same cards. Yeah, I have a few other flaws, and I think there's a few other flaws in 2012. In that, if you are new to Magic and you start playing 2012, not every mechanic is very clearly explained. No. In fact, a lot of the obvious effects, like you know, that you just effects that you get on the cards, there's a few of them that it's like I just want to know about the detail on this. Like I think shroud or and things like that appear in in the game, or, and oh what is it? Well, one of the vampiric skills, uh, the bloodlust, I think it is. I, I can never quite remember how they work, <laughs> and it's uh um and the game doesn't provide help for those. It's no. just like well, what the fuck's going on? What what does that actually mean? I could just look it up, but it's like you know. Get... Does it tell you? No. On the card. No. No. Not no. not those ones. Shroud. Oh, can't you? Doesn't it have a thing where you can click bloodlust and it'll come up with the like a tooltip? Well, I think you can. No, you just I, zoom, I remember I think something you just zoom like into that. it, and it's like, the ones that are abilities do that. I mm. think. But... I don't know. Yeah, so it has a few flaws. Like you'll you'll need you'll need Wikipedia <laughs> or some rule guide if you're. Uh... Yeah, for for a game that's supposed to be for noobs. It's not very new friendly in like, places. No, like the tutorials aren't great. No, they're not brilliant. But it's a much, it out, it's a much easier tool than any it? any kind of actual physical product they have to teach you. Oh, yes, yeah, the best attempt they've done because so they've far. Got, Maybe they'll address that in twenty thirteen. But because in in the actual physical paper magic, there's literally nothing that teaches you how to play it now. There's no like. Yeah, really. Well, they don't even throw in a full on rules guide or. I d- I d- like those intro packs. Do you have to buy the start? Yeah, they used to have the starter packs, anyway, with like the pla- yeah, the, pa- the, the cardboard no, board. There's no you... starter edition. There's none of that. The only things are the intro packs, which is basically just a, a deck. Just a deck. There's no. Oh, that's kind of shitty. There's no like, like the starter packs where it actually teaches you step by step how to play the game, mm. like they used to. That's kind. There's of, nothing like that now. That, that's kind of disappointing. So, well, I don't understand how new people can actually get into it. They don't want new people this year. <laughs> maybe that's the whole idea of like the, now that it seems to be going annual. Maybe they won't do like it always starting. was annual though. Well, yeah, but now that they're like branding it more annually, maybe they won't do, try and do try and draw in new people every year. It'd be like <laughs> maybe that's too much like spending money on drawing in trying to like cater for new people every year maybe better just to do it every other year <laughs> yeah but they haven't done it for years that's what I'm saying there's been no starter thing for like since I was playing virtually yeah I don't, don't remember much happening on that front because but... they, they got rid of all that crap yeah yeah the only thing is all they have to back. do is shove one of those little rule books in the box again <laughs> they have some kind of rule pamphlet but it's not enough you need no, it you, you need, need a proper a st- guide you need to... a step by step you need to play a few practice games to get the idea of the, some of the concepts and even then some of the more complex it's, it's still complicated to, to me, let alone... Oh, yeah, it's a comp- it is a complicated it. game. Yeah, it's very complicated. Oh, I tried teaching Jammy, like, but it's just, she she understands the fundamentals of it, but to be good at it... Yeah, yeah, it, it takes a long time. Yeah. It's like we were teaching Gnome, weren't we, at one point? <laughs> it's, uh, she picked up a lot of it, but it was just like, just when to do things and... 
Yeah. Again, the, 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 the sort of like the style of the, and the decks that you use in the video game are a bit better at that because they tend to be a bit more do it now. Mm. You know, the, the games we, the strategies we tend to play and the decks that we have, they often sort of end up being kind of turtly. <laughs> and as a. Uh, as um, usual. Yeah. Yeah. But whereas the game forces a bit more aggression at it. That's how it is now in the modern game. It's mm. much less. Which is cool. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's, I actually like. I find it hard that way because it's not. It's not. It's against my uh, nature. But it's, it's like cool. obviously buy a lot of the cards and stuff now just for collecting it because it's awesome. Mm. And you can see like um, from a lot of the cards that are printed, it's a lot more creature focused now, yeah. and a lot more about actually attacking. And mm. whereas before it was a lot of control decks and things like that, where it's all spells and you know, trying yeah, to yeah, all yeah. That. sort of trickery. Yeah. Lots of trickery, which is more, very it's, annoying. It's more just a case of beating people in the face now. <laughs> There's obviously still spells and tricks and shit that you can do, but it's much more focused now on actually attacking. And Well, we'll see. We'll see where that goes when they the next few sets, I guess, and things. Uh, always, it'll get more complicated until they do another reset, I suppose, of the, of the rules. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can hear probably more from Kippers about magic on the Magic the Gathering UK YouTube channel. Check it out for his pack breaks and hand models and cats, occasional cats. Uh, Yeah. You'll probably have to see if I've got any cards that you could put in your sliver deck. Oh man, that whole thing. (laughs) Because I've probably got quite a few cards that would improve it. Mox Diamonds. (laughs) Oh, I have have a Mox Opal, I think, which is one they printed recently, which might be useful. Moxiness. Gotta love that mox. Uh, yeah, we've, we've overrun by about 10 minutes. Um, yeah. so we might as well wrap this up. I'm trying to, I'm not sure I have anything else really that I want to talk about. I'd... I might die if we don't leave this room soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's way too hot in here and I haven't eaten anything in this fucking day o'clock. Monday Night Combat is okay. That's all I'm saying on that for now. Can I just Super add that the artwork no, in you Diablo can't. 3, <laughs> the art in Diablo 3 is freaking awesome. It's a really good looking game. Yeah. It does look pretty pretty. Pretty pretty. <laughs> that was a great statement. <laughs> but I, I wish I'd got the limited edition version just for the art book because that thing would be immense. Yeah, uh, that sounds like it would suit. It does indeed. Anyway, and now that Zach has pointed it out, now I know that it's hot and crap in here. And uh, yes. Gnome did walk in at one point. Just the open door slightly. There's such a nice breeze coming from over there. Well, worse than, well, she's now closed the door fully, which I didn't have it set yeah. up for, which might be why it's getting warmer. And she also did come in and go, Mel's in here. It was already pretty warm. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you for listening to the Saturcast on Saturday the day. The day day? <laughs> Some Saturday. Saturday the day of the month. Cat. The year. Oh, there's a cat. We're now being joined by Mini Moo, which is an appropriate moment for us to leave. Uh, so thank you very much. Say goodbye. Ciao. Zach? No. <laughs> Bees. <laughs> <laughs>